Welcome to D-Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it podcast. This month, your D-Commentators are me, Lucas. And me, Emma. And we are here today to discuss the Disney Channel classic, Horse Sense. Wow. Yeah. Something that doesn't feel like it was on the Disney Channel and something that doesn't also feel like a classic. It feels well, like a- I mean, it was made in 1999. It is a classic by the vestige of age, if yes, anything. Yes. It's, it's honestly, I think, one of the oldest D-Coms that we've... Covered, I think, when they started around 98, I want to say. So this was about a year a year into it. I think that's right. It felt very Ring of Endless Light. It, it did, but Ring of Endless Light was like 2001, I want to say. God, that seems so soon. I know it was 20 years ago. Yeah, wow, it was 20 years ago. It was time, man. Uh, yeah, so uh, we don't have any news, really. We can just It's a right core, in. baby. We're it's... in the quarantine. Nothing's <laughs> happening. There's nothing, nothing new in production. Yeah. Um, I literally, there's nothing, ha- there's no news. There's, there's no, 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 let's just start talking about the movie. Um, this is, Emma's right, this is a weird movie, because I had the same feeling she did. It doesn't feel very much like a Disney I Channel I felt like I was movie. just watching a movie from the 90s. Like well, a yeah, 90s yeah. kids-esque movie. Mm-hmm. Like, like, if it, like, if this was a made-for-TV movie, not for the Disney Channel. I felt like it should have been on ABC Family. It's, I could it have It had big that, ABC yes. Family energy. Or, mm-hmm. like, Wonderful World of Disney. Mm-hmm, it actually, sure. you know what it reminded me of? Which I think actually aired originally on ABC Family. I'm gonna go somewhere you don't know where I'm going um, but this is for the folks at home remember that made for TV movie um, with Melissa Joan Hart and I know that this is a <laughs> that weird doesn't reference the, doesn't because, narrow it down. Because, because Joey Lawrence and Melissa Joan Hart later starred in an ABC family sitcom Melissa together and for, Joey. Melissa and Joey for a long time but there was a Sabrina made for TV movie where they go to Australia I know exactly and they find about. mermaids yep. this had that level of production value it felt like it was that kind of movie it did I know exactly what you're talking about we used to watch that you recorded it off TV and yes, you would watch I had it, it on a VHS all the time I loved and it. there's like a thing where the mermaids are sick and yeah. Sabrina needs to bring them some kind of magical potion or whatever that heals their fins because their fins are like gross I was in love with one of the male mermaids I think I had a sexy thing for him that's why I <laughs> what is him. it with you We've covered this on the podcast, but what is it with you and male magical creatures? I don't know, guys. It was, it was the Goblin Boy in Halloween Town. Cody a little bit from the 13th year, because he loved that movie so much like when it was when on. They're, they're not like other guys. <laughs> um, but, the, the, so, yeah, we're talking about horse And you know sets. what it is? I think it's also because this they're old. We, we'll talk about this later, but Joey Lawrence is very old. Joey Lawrence is a man. He's a, a full-grown man. And, like, and Melissa Joan Hart in that movie is, like, he's not a teenager. in her 20s. Like, he, he's not a 24-year-old playing a teenager. He's a man. And it's not, like, the usual comes where it's like 14 year olds are the leads like this yeah. guy is a full grown adult so like yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. the difference here and I think we talked about this a little bit at the end of the zombies episode but I've never been somewhat intimately familiar with the uh, Lawrence brothers with the work uh, of the Lawrence with brothers the, with the cinematic mastery of the Lawrence brothers uh, they were a little so bit so weird before. that you never what's weird is Dylan our regular guest Dylan uh, is is a pretty big fan of Lawrence Brothers but he's my he age would describe themselves in the 20, the year of our Lord 2020 as a pretty big fan well I'm saying he he likes a lot they're of their... also not a band like they're just yeah. three acting brothers who That's were not true. all on every project together no they did well they had they I think they've all like at least cameoed in some of their stuff like the third Lawrence Brothers in this movie as a cameo they they did have a sitcom where it was the three of them called like they were I was just trying to describe love. it to Luke where like they were kind of like teen 
heartthrob. They were like, they had some hands and energy, but they weren't like a band. They were just three actors of varying ages. Right. But it they was, were kind of Cardassian. But like, if you got one, you could easily get the other yeah, two kind of always... thing. And they'd be like, yeah, I'll show up for an episode. But yeah, so this movie is just the two, uh, Joey and Andrew. The oldest one's what? Joey. No, no, no. In the, the one that's not in this movie. What's Matthew. Matthew. Okay. Matthew. We don't have Matthew. Except for that cameo they have. Yes. Um, but yeah, so this movie's kind of weird, but I'm, I want to pose to you the number one question I was left with in this movie. Why the F is it called Horse Sense? Why is it called Horse Sense? <laughs> the, it, it's the weirdest, worst title for this movie. The, it's, it's honestly, I feel like, the most mistitled Disney Channel Rose movie since Geek Charmer. I, it's a terrible it's a name. Ter- there's barely anything to do with there's horses. horses. There's, there's horses. There are horses. Look, but the, the, the sense that someone has of them is never brought up. I, no, no, no. There's horses, and, like, the wild horses end up being a thing, but it's not about having horse sense. Yeah. And it's horse sense of no, phrase, like, I, common I, sense. I was expecting them to explain that like okay so i'll just drop this right now There's matthew a, lawrence there, is in boy meets world yeah this is i okay sorry guys i'm googling lawrence brothers to try to like re-up my memory and matthew lawrence is the the boy in mrs doubtfire yes he was like a more legitimate yeah, he, that, actor uh, yeah he's kind of in the more higher up one so what i was saying was is, is, i'll say this right now so there's a native american character in this film and as anyone who watches children's television knows that especially from the 90s and early 2000s they never do that right it's always a bunch of stereotypes Types and cliches, and it's something always, they should never touch. For offensive. some reason, they always go there. Like, for some reason, they love, they, they, they love that well. I don't understand they it. Can't go um, away from but it. there's a Native American character, and so I was expecting. Did you that, know that Andrew Lawrence was T.J. Detweiler in Recess? Yeah, I didn't know. That. Oh my gosh, Emma. Um, but so. What I was concerned about is that he was going to be like, oh, this Joey Lawrence, he needs to learn some horse, horse sense. <laughs> and then no, Joey Lawrence was going to be like, what's horse sense? And then they were like, here's spirit. Still, yeah, you know, the Cinnamon It's Cimarron, not Cinnamon It's not Cinnamon. of the Cinnamon Bun. Anyway, but that never happens. They just call it horse sense, and I do not it understand It should be why. titled something, and I, this is just, I'm, this is rough, but mm-hmm. like Beverly Hills Cowboy. Like, yeah, and that Beverly sounds Hills like a movie that exists, though. Like, true Beverly Hills. Like, that's a real movie. <laughs> that's something that I, that I also said to him, is that, yes, this movie feels like an actual movie. Well, not an actual movie. Like, a bigger movie than Disney Channel usually does. Home on the Ranch. That, thank you. But, like... Also, it feels like a movie I've seen before. Rodeo Drive, Wait, but not Radio. No, that's, rodeo, I like it. I like but it. Rodeo Drive. No, that, you almost said, said Radio. <laughs> that was good. I, I like that, though. I but uh, the point is, is that, like, I feel like I've seen this movie before. Like, where, like, you know, the sl- City Slicker gets yeah, thrust on. Yeah, it's called on. City Slickers. There's a movie with Billy Crystal, <laughs> yeah, but, which is exactly yeah, but that's that. a comedy, though. That's like the this play. This is a comedy. No, this is a movie about loss of a family member and, like, discovering what's really and important. And you know the most important familiar relationship, that between cousins. That's true, yeah. It's not great. It's not a good thing. But here's what I'll say. Okay, hang on. Let's just Better than in. father and son. Better let's, than mother and son. Well, also, yeah, it also has a bit of a, um, that this cousin is coming in and planting the father in many ways uh, and because again the, our main character is 25 years yes, old and it's 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 weird anyway let's let's hop in so we open um on the ranch and there's cows they're making and breakfast and this it's is just, food porn okay, is what it is no oh yes it is it's, it's like frying bacon whatever, whatever did you notice how large those eggs were mm-hmm. it looked oh, yeah. like he was frying an ostrich well, egg. it's like they say that's what eggs look like when they have them. no that's a car <laughs> thing not this size they're chi- unless their chickens are being fed fed like human growth hormone like the chicken was the size of my palm it's it crazy looked, it looked delicious though let's be real it looked like a hearty down-home breakfast it was kind of gross out. and then we uh cut up to uh matt I, i'm gonna change their names around so many times to Joey Lawrence no. in his room. No, damn it. And to Andrew Lawrence in his room. And he's packing, he's working on a, like a 
piece of wood, and the mom's is like, his hey, character's named Tommy? Tommy. That's the thing that's tricky, is that Tommy and Joey, they both end in Ys, yeah. so I want, it, it, my brain goes there. And they're also just like, between the characters' names of Michael and Tommy, and then the brothers' names of Andrew and Joey, they're yeah. like the most basic white boy names it's in true, the history yes. of the universe. And so, he, she's like, hey, come on, breakfast is ready. He's, he's whittling like, something in his room. Yes. And she's like, he's what a country you? boy. Yeah, he's a, thank God I'm a country boy kind of guy. Uh, but he does not have an accent. Because his this, last this is a not, Blake Shelton song. Because this is not the South. This takes place in Montana. I thought it was California, but apparently it's Montana. I, I believe it's Montana. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm just working on this whistle for Michael when I go to see him in Beverly Hills because he liked the one I made for him at the reunion. Uh, they so reference this reunion. They talk about this reunion. I want to see that this reunion. we didn't reunion. see we a flashback of. We, didn't we should have seen the reunion in the beginning. And then had a and then had the credits. Five years and then later. Five years later. Yeah, something. And then we would have really grasped these characters a lot better. And their obsession with one another for just cousins that don't even live in the same place. Well, it's not. I wouldn't say. I actually bought this. And it's not their obsession with one another. It's that like Tommy, a.k.a. Andrew Lawrence really looks younger up. one, younger eleven one. year old. Yeah, he's he's supposed to be eleven in this movie. Husky eleven year old. Yeah, he, <laughs> I'm not blaming. I'm not going to put this on the young Mr. Lawrence, but he does not look. He does not photograph well in this film. And it's, Luke it's, had an amazing analogy. Yeah, and, and because I know exactly what it was is whoever dressed. Whoever dressed Andrew Lawrence in the movie hated him. He did not give him clothes that accentuated how he looked in any way, shape, or form. He, and the analogy I'm referring to is that is that he looks like Dylan Sprouse once he hit that point in The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. If you've watched that show, you know what I'm talking or about. Or they started dressing him like Charlie Sheen, two <laughs> yeah. and a half men. Because they both start off as cute, precocious, like 10-year-olds, and then they age up to, like, you know, 13-year-olds. And Cole Sprouse stayed very, you know, thin as a rail. Dylan's when, face got Dylan, wider and wider. Dylan grew weird in weird places. And hey, we all grow weird. It happens to I all of us. Weird. And you can tell that he's in that weird transition And you know when you point. have, like, your baby fat, which I did too, where, like, you have, like, a little bit of a belly because you have, like, you're, like, ten and, like, you know, you're eating more but you haven't, like, hit pube yet. You haven't started pubing. Hit, hit pube? You know, hit puberty. That's abbreviated. <laughs> I can tell but you realize that that's You know, like, you, your, your appetite increases but your body hasn't really caught up so you get, like, that little layer of baby fat, which, like, that's where it he's at. happens to the best of us. But the costume designer was like, oh, he's in an what? awkward I'm going to accentuate Let's that. <laughs> Tightest tank top and then a big loose bowling shirt and jeans that don't fit. Yeah, it's like they couldn't find an Low actual... riding like, jeans. Like, I thought find, his ass crack was going to pop out. They could not find a good flannel shirt to put this child in. It's all ill-fitting and it's horrible. But he's saying like, yeah, I'm working on this whistle. I'm going to give it to Michael. He liked it so much. I can't wait to see him. And you know who's not in an awkward stage in his life is Mr. Yeah, because he's 27. <laughs> is Mr. Joe Morris. We cut to him in Beverly Hills with the most horrifying image which is an alarm clock it's it's 12 noon he wakes up 12 noon and he has an alarm clock that is just a woman's mouth just going it's time to get up it's noon it's time to get it's Horrible. I also love that there's just the general idea of setting an alarm for noon. Like, at that yeah. point, fucking give up, man. Like, and, and me, it's At like, that point, you wake up when you wake up. If I know I'm going to sleep till noon, it's like, I, there's no point in setting an alarm. Like, your day's a wash as is. Like, yeah, here's what, so he is not an awkward phase. You don't really see this in this scene, but through the rest of the movie, they will reveal that Joey Lawrence is freaking ripped in this movie. He is cut. And the guy, whoever dressed he, him. Guys. I, it's, I don't, and this is the first time in my life and this podcast that I don't even feel bad saying this because it doesn't feel illegal. He is so goddamn hot in this movie. <laughs> like, he's at his peak here. And it, it's the best he's ever looked. And here's what I will say is that I'm obviously not someone who, who is generally able to testify to how attractive men look because that's not what I'm into. But, but I was like, but I noticed I was like, there. they, he looks good and they know it. 
And because there are multiple shots in here that I looked at Emma after, she's like, he looks great. And I was like, oh, don't worry, Emma. There are plenty of shots in here that are just for the ladies. It's all, it's all working for him. It's all working for him. It's all working for him. I'll be interested to see in the sequel, Jumping Ship, if he maintained this level of physical excellence. Um, but so he walks into his fancy, you know, Beverly Hills mansion. He's very rich. This is the first time in a long time where, like, this, these people are supposed to be rich. And I was like... That's a rich person's house. Yeah, like, I was like, these the, people look legitimately with rich. With the exception of, like, his room and the media room, which is very over-the-top, like, TV rich. Yeah. It's like, we have every movie ever made and a popcorn machine. Which, I mean, rich people have, but it's not, like, it just, you tell they were like, this is what a kid thinks a rich person's house is like. We kind of get the exposition between these two scenes that they are two brothers who were playing cousins, which is kind of a weird, weird. call, but fine. So Tommy is flying to Beverly it Hills. It is weird, though, because, like... Yes, they're both, but their age differential is clearly massive. Yes. Well, they say he's 20 and he's supposed to be 11, so they're supposed to have a nine-year age difference between them. Yeah, which is a large age difference (laughs) for siblings. And so we get the exposition that uh, Tommy, his dad, passed away fairly recently. Joey is the oldest. Matthew's the middle one. Oh, Matthew's the middle one? Joey is 43 right now, and then I'm like 95%. I totally thought Matthew was older. And then Matthew is 40. Yeah, he's the middle one. Oh, I didn't know that. Look mm-hmm. at, look at the middle, br- the middle child getting the spotlight. Got- look at, look at him. Um, but I don't, I mean, I just, I said up top, I don't know anything about the Lawrence brothers. I just assumed. Um, but so, uh, Tommy lost his dad recently. And so he is coming to visit Michael and Beverly Hills as like a fun kind of pick your spirits up. When was this movie made? 1999. Okay, no. yeah. Joey Lawrence was like 23 in this movie. Okay, that's so about my he's age. He's playing 20. So, that's wait, wait. He was my age in this movie? Yeah. Oh, uh, I feel very insecure <laughs> about my... Do you feel my, like that's I a man? I feel very insecure about my body right now. As you should, uh, because this man is cut <laughs> by the gods. And so, he's like... The mom tells him... First of all, yeah, his both his parents are alive. They also don't directly say what their parents do. I think The they, dad's personality is just rich. I think they... I think... He's always around computers. They mention something about, like, insurance or, like, lawyers or something like that like one or the other um and he's like and the mom's like hey make sure you pick up tommy from the airport at 4 30 and he's like oh also excuse me we meet the emotional core of the film who is arlene their housekeeper oh, I love arlene. she's a great making character. him his morning smoothie yeah Please. she's like shoving wheatgrass into a letter being like how can you eat that stuff and he's like hollywood baby, baby. <laughs> i also love that he's like so hot the dad doesn't appear to be in the industry no, the girlfriend's the, dad is yes and it's, it's very weird but like uh uh we meet our so we meet Arlene and she like gives him a little grief because the dad he's home at noon and he's like, Oh, are you home for lunch? Uh Michael and he's like, Yeah, just home in between classes <laughs> and then Arlene goes, Yeah, yesterday's and today's <laughs> like implying he doesn't go to class, which you know, I listen, I was in college too. Also he lives at home in college. Yeah, I it's yeah. Um so he's like, Oh, I can't go at four thirty. I'm supposed to uh hang out with my girlfriend new girlfriend Gina and she's like, Who? Such a weird name for a young woman. Well, like, I, have, I have a theory about why her name is Gina, and that's because it, you can't spell vagina without Gina. And it is so heavily alluded to that these two are, are going, fucking, they are going they are fucking. so hot and heavy in this movie. I mean, he is in college. Yeah, you know, it's fine. I'm not saying it's a problem, but like, they go like so much. But up that's to- why I'm saying this doesn't feel like a Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> yes. Like, it's like the things that they allude to and like, like are like kind of dancing around. I'm like, they, Disney wouldn't even go near it. Yeah, he is at, we actually haven't used this phrase a lot. But, like, the second he drops Gina's name, he goes from six to midnight oh. and just stays at a hard but midnight the all the time. the other thing that I don't understand about this movie and, like, could never, never made heads or tails of is, like, 
why he's so obsessed with like her dad. Like, yeah, is he I, trying to get into the movie industry? I thought that that's where they were going. Here's where here's like where, her dad's a film head. He definitely and he says that as a big point. He's like made all these movies and everything. And I thought he was trying to be like an actor. Or yeah, something. I thought like or he like had a, some sort a writer of or something Hollywood ambition, and, then, and, and like, that's why he's sucking her dad's dick so much. And then the, he doesn't care about college because he doesn't like care about the classes his parents are making him take, which are like real estate. And we just investment. wrote a better movie. We, yeah, I, and like and also fun fact, um, the the ranch he's gonna go to is in danger of financial ruin or whatever what i thought was gonna happen is he was gonna convince gina's dad to shoot a cowboy movie at the ranch that's a better movie <laughs> you just wrote a better movie i this. thought that, that was where they were gonna pay that off but that's not what happens i just um, expected them to pay off the dad as a film exec in any way at all and it never what really they really is. do it for and is just why so don't they, they just make him a fucking racetrack magnet because that's all that's all the reason the only reason they have him do that is so they can name drop 90 celebrities oh like you know, <laughs> you, know you know how kids love kevin costner <laughs> that yeah that happens but so she's the mom's like listen i don't care about your two-week girlfriend that we haven't met and you've barely mentioned pick fair up, point mom pay, pick up your cousin you said you would do it so you have to do it and he's like yeah okay i'll make it work and so they then we cut to him in college which i mean this is when what we were talking about like the fact that he's in college i was immediately like wait wait hang on when i saw, i didn't understand what was going on at first and i thought they were trying to make him 16 because i saw the classroom i was like are they trying to make this kid in high school because no, you, but he's you can, visibly in his 20s you, and you can tell it's college because everyone has laptops and the professor handing out blue books and everything and i was like oh snap we have a main character in college in a disney channel original movie that has never, never happened. happened um and he's talking to gina and what's weird here is gina like gina is fine in this scene but she will slowly turn become worse she will slowly become like the most vapid like i don't, I don't care but i don't like, know if it's like she's always that way and then we're supposed to be getting his perspective shift by making her more uh, terrible i don't know i don't know it seems fine in this one where they kind of complement each other where like they're talking about how he is supposed to be going to the french riviera as a study thing at the end of the summer they also don't pay this off what do you mean like the I thought, like, he ends up just not going. Spoiler alert. He doesn't even go to Europe. Yeah. But I didn't you think that there was going to be a bigger thing of, like, his dad finding out that he was planning on, like, skipping out of the study thing to go to the uh, the Gina's mansion in Leon or whatever the fuck? No. Cause, because I knew we were never even going to get, gonna right, get there. Right. Um, but, yeah, so there, he's saying, like, oh, that would be amazing. I guess if- we just talk about it so much. It's weird that it's, it, that the only thing that happens is that he just doesn't go. Well, I mean, well, that, it's the, and, like, the, the blackmail. And the minutia of it, of, like, well, I'm going to pretend to go to a study program, and then I'm actually going to go to your dad's house. And they talk about the location of the house and the town. Like, they go into such, like, they, they didn't see, need to talk about it they so do, much. Like, you yeah. would have just got it. I'll give like, you that. I'll give you that. Um, But, so, he, yeah, he gets his test back, and he got a D on it. And I was like, oh, is there also gonna be messaged about him, like, failing his classes? That never comes up again. No! Um, but yeah, it's The dad like, sees the D later and is like, D, D come on. Yeah, like, it's like, but yeah, it's, like, it's some real estate class where they're learning about land trusts and You know how you take a bunch of real estate classes in college? Yeah, that, I was so confused what by that. What the fuck? I was like, what class is this? So then uh, they walk out of class and the uh, Gina's like, hey, by the way, happy two-week anniversary. I know it's tomorrow, but I wanted to surprise you. And he's like, oh, what did you get me? And she got him, like, a nice watch. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. And he puts it on, he's like, oh, no, is that the time and she's like it better be and he's like i gotta run to the airport i love the watch thank you so much he takes off um this be like a f- expensive fancy Beverly yeah you know, you know like a rolex or whatever I, I don't know and so he pulls up and so he's late he, it was like five o'clock when he saw it because he really because he was like oh i was supposed to pick him up a half hour ago so he pulls up and he's like hey tommy traffic sorry buddy and he's like no that's la okay. traffic's crazy yeah and he pulls up in his like i mean especially around lax i'll give him that and so he pulls up and like his red Porsche with the top down. Tommy hops in. This is a sick car. It's a nice car. And yeah, let's let's transition into this. Is that can I just say Joey Lawrence? 
fantastic actor. And he's so immediately believable in this role. Selling it. Mm-hmm. I'm buying it. I'm renting it. I'm getting a <laughs> land trust. I, I absolutely love him in this like, movie. He's charismatic as fuck. He, that's the, the absolute word I used. There's I was just so like, many he things wrong so with this charisma. movie and I enjoyed every second of it. Went by in five minutes. I was like, love watching him. Mm-hmm. He's just, you You like watching mm-hmm. him. And, and let's not to say Andrew Lawrence is doing a bad job either, but he has like a weird role in this where like you don't really get what his character, like his character isn't as immediately meant to be as immediately likable as the main character is and like you like also like no one's likable at 11 yeah right, fair put that on a t-shirt and it's like that you it, and it, i'll stand by and it. it's like that you and they do a good job where like you like michael so much that it pisses you off to see him make these mistakes yeah like, I, like, I was immediately bought into him yes. and you could keep luke was watching this movie with me and i was like come on why the fuck are you doing this like when he's like leaving the kid alone like yeah. i was very disappointed well, and, and, and so that comes later with it just kind of starts off that you can tell like he doesn't he's not like and this again was a smart choice by the filmmakers is that they were they he's not like oh oh, my cousin, I have to entertain my cousin. And he's not mean. He's not mean. He And he says, like, I'm really excited you're here, man, and, like, happy to see him and stuff like that. He's but he, just distracted. He's just so in his own head and in his own, like, world, world that he and just... And in does. the way that we all were when we were in college in 20, like, <laughs> the things that are important are not really important, like, your friend's party that, like, if you don't go to, you're gonna, like, die. But, yeah, like, or really this girl matter. you've been seeing for two yeah, weeks. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so then it cuts to dinner that night. The mom is sitting, and he and uh, Michael are eating with her and she's like so how's your mom doing which is her sister and he's like great he's like so are you excited to be in uh la i heard you really want to go mm-hmm. to disneyland and i got so excited I, I, didn't you think they were gonna go because I, I was like how easy would it be to just say hey can you clear out like a part of disneyland that we can shoot the five minutes of yes. the movie in like it's I, I there's never been a disney channel original movie where we see disneyland as far as i'm aware he's like yeah i really want to go to disneyland i'm really excited and and there's also a part where they break down like Disneyland strats where he's like, oh, we can't go on Saturday. It's gonna be way too good. We gotta go I on Monday. All the I, yeah, I, I know, but I was like, it was such a meta moment of being like, hey kids, if this you want to go to Disneyland, here's when you gotta go. Is Monday. I don't know if Joey Lawrence was just saying that because he wanted to like binge drink on the weekend. He's partying also. This, oh, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, he's well, in college. Assume, he's sleeping till noon. They're not showing it, but he's fucking partying. Well, I also assumed that it was a he didn't want to go tomorrow because he had Gina anniversary yeah. stuff to do. One, two is that it was a reason to not go to class. Was be like, oh, I'm taking my. Tommy to Disneyland. I can't go to class. Yeah, today. I decided he didn't want to waste his weekend yes. with a kid, and because like weekends are king, obviously. But even if that was a lie, it's a good lie because it is right. Don't go on a weekend. Don't go on a weekend. And so then the dad walks in, and I'm like, oh great. So you know the family is all gonna like spend some time together, whatever. And the parents are like, hey. this was hilarious. <laughs> and I, was I, like, I actually and laughed. the family. So the mom and dad, the dad walks in, and they're immediately like, all right, well, good to see you, Tommy. Have fun with Michael. Bye. And I was like, what? And they're like, <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, we have this insurance thing in Palm springs or whatever and like uh so we can't be here this weekend and she's like i wish the timing was better and they also don't i don't understand how long he's here for because they make it sound a like a week is it or is it just the weekend i no, i have no idea because they make they make it sound when he says like we're gonna go on a monday so he's here for the weekend and they're gonna take him on monday and then they like are gonna leave on the, he has to leave on that Tuesday, so he's just coming up for the weekend. Because what kind of seminar are they at that lasts a I week have in no Palm idea. Springs? I can't get bogged down with the timelines of these movies because everything moves so quick, and they're like, it's yeah, a month. Is, like, that, I, that, I will say this movie actually is pretty well written, but right up front, time has no meaning in this film. Yeah. So they're like, all right, bye. And he's like, yeah, all right, good to see you, whatever. They literally don't even have a meal. They sit down and have like a glass of water. And oh, they're no, the like, dad, gotta the, run. The dad eats nothing. The dad does not sit down and <laughs> he eat. He doesn't even sit. He's standing. The yeah, see, the mom just gets up and joins him in the car or whatever. You haven't seen this kid. And also like, this is something that I want to say up top before we get into the rest of me. This kid's dad apparently like just died. Oh, and yeah. like, no one gives a shit. <laughs> like these people couldn't call and cancel and be like, yeah, you know, like what we actually like, my brother 
Pokemon. Yeah. He's dead. Or, like, like, or just like, hey, can you come next weekend? We have a thing. That's yeah, like, 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 you guys are rich. You can't eat the plane tickets. Like, really? And so anyway, sorry. Michael shows Tommy like the media room and he's like yeah we got this like massive and this is like smart house levels of over the top technology or this is big universal remote it's like the size of a pizza box that's got like huge buttons on it that you used to use everything he's like yeah we got every movie ever and a popcorn machine he's like now listen I gotta go also they stopped in the car earlier to pick up a gift for Gina he's like I gotta go give this gift to Gina I'll be back in like five minutes but just be free to watch you know feel free to watch TV and then but, he fucks and then he well hang on the most he's laying pipe the, the most important thing, we'll get to that in a second, was the most important thing that happens in the scene is he's like, yeah, check this out. And there's the big wall and he turns it on. And what starts showing up? Now, we, listen, audience, we have presupposed before that certain Disney Channel original movies take place in the same universe. This, this movie cannot, like, you can't argue this with me, takes place in the Brink universe. No, it doesn't because the Brink is a movie. No, it's, Emma, it's the competition. It's a TV, the competition was televised and also took place in California. The competition is going on oh, as, as that is happening. And so he just turned the TV on. And oh, the, live? It's a live coverage of the skate competition. It's this, and what, they'd like freaking a mile away down at the beast. Guess what's happening? Brink is having his climactic race against Val. It's a great, cause it's, it's, in real, in, the movie terms, it's just they used footage from Brink of Val skating or whatever, yeah. and you barely have to see it. But for me, it was everything. This movie takes place in the Brink-verse, and it's fantastic. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'm going to pop out for five minutes, be right back, watch a movie, I'll catch up with you later. And Michael's, nope. And Tommy's like, uh, yeah, all right, whatever, I understand. And then we cut to the next morning, and he's talking to Arlene. Arlene made him breakfast. And he's like, oh, do you know when Michael's going to be in? Which implies he, he did never not- came home. Never came back. He gave that necklace or whatever to and Gina, she was thrilled. and they just boned all, all night, night long. long. Like it's this is what we were saying. Everybody is that they are doing everything they can to imply that these and he two, was out fucking all night yeah. long. He shook her all night long. So then it, it goes to the next day, and he's like, "Awesome." So like, what are we gonna do? And he's like, "Can we go to Adventureland?" Which is like some even, it, is it, that? that's just something they made up. Some like you know arcade or something I don't know and he says my friend Mule went there and said it was a blast and I was like hang on is your friend did you see your friend's name is Mule and no you'll meet him later meet him later but I was just like alright we're gonna have to circle back on that one um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, we can do all that, but I just got to go run a couple of errands real quick, and then we'll be right back, and we can knock it out. And he's like, oh, okay. And he goes and eats his breakfast, and then he tells Arlene that, like, one of these days I'm going to make you breakfast, Arlene. Yeah, which he is does. Not, which, yeah, but, like, what's weird is it's ostensibly the same, the breakfast she made it was the same breakfast the mom made him, where it's eggs and bacon and toast and, like, everything that we saw. And then later on, he, like, makes her a full steak sandwich, and is like, that's breakfast. And I was like, are you implying that people from Montana just eat steak sandwiches for breakfast every Looks single like a day. Good it did, but I was he like, he wanted to return the favor. I He's know, not I, used to being waited on. He's a down home no, boy. No, I'm not. I don't have a problem with that. But I was like, why a steak sandwich for breakfast? You're it's very confusing. Wrong thing. So then we have a whole montage of Andrew Lawrence just wandering around this mansion, this mansion, lassoing statues, like, kicking leaves, playing tennis with Alone. a robot. And he's clearly never played tennis before. He doesn't even know what he's doing. He's just like, man. And this is where I, I got the sense: whoever dressed this boy. Hate him because we see him in like seven variations of this the outfit. Jeans don't of the fit at all. It, it is they not. Are, they're not even on the right part of his ass. It's awful. It's just he looks like a shapeless mass <laughs> in these clothes. And so then we cut the montage ends, 
And freaking Joey Lawrence walks into the kitchen wearing a Miami Vice guys, white guys, suit, he's in with, a a white blue suit undershirt. with a blue undershirt. And it's a three-button jacket. Oh, yeah. And only the top button is buttoned, <laughs> which is an insane Well, decision. you gotta see the abs. Well, you gotta have those ready to just so pop So it's right out. under his nips, so that's where he buttoned it, and then it opens into a V. It's fantastic. He literally looks like he's going to a Miami Vice convention. He looks like a Coke dealer, but a nice one. Yes, where, like, he owns the club. Yeah. And so he's like, hey, Tommy, how's it going? And Tommy just like storms off and he's like, what's the kid's problem? And he's like, and Arlene's like, you freaking dickhead. She doesn't say that. She basically does. Basically, this whole he, movie, I think people are going to swear. They, and it they, sounds like they're about they, yeah, to. Yeah, like there's so many swears you can put in this movie and make it a, a tight PG-13. She's like, this kid has not left the house since he's been here. And she and he's like, I'm taking him to Disneyland next week. And she's like, next week is now. He's leaving tomorrow. Why does he have no concept of so That's what I'm saying is that I think he gave it on the Friday and then spent the weekend boning Gina or whatever and partying. And then Monday, he's, and then now it's Monday. And, and he's leaving on Tuesday. And he's leaving on Tuesday. That's what I think is happening. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, what? And she's like, yeah, he's leaving tomorrow, you idiot. And he's like, oh, man. Like, and he immediately feels bad. And this is what I'm saying. It's a good. He does have a conscience. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is a good balance of this character that, like, you still, he's not so much of a jackass that you dislike him. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of, like, lost. And you, mm-hmm. you understand that. And he's like, hey, Tommy, guess what we're doing today? Disneyland, let's go. And then we're going to go to a Medieval Times knockoff that I don't remember. No, they say Medieval Times. No, they don't. They say, like, Knights and something. Knights of the Round Table. Yeah, Knights of yeah, the okay. Round Table. It's, it's, like, it's Medieval Times. It's Medieval Times. My brain hurt me. Where, where you can eat and watch a show or whatever. And he's like, let's do that right now. Let's go. And Tommy's like, you can see him. Like, and this, this is where Edgar Lawrence is good. Yeah. And you can see him be like, really? You're not going to bail? We're going to do it? And he's like, yeah, let's get in the car. Let's go. So they start driving to Disneyland, and I was like, oh, oh, we're going to see it. We're going to do it. And then uh, he goes. not want to have to view And, and then he, he, gets a phone, he gets a phone call. What permits do you need? It's your company. Anyway, he gets a phone call from Gina, and Gina's like, hey, guess what? Daddy uh, surprised me, and he flew in tonight. Where he wants to to meet you, can you let? And he's like, "Oh, I really, really can't. I promised Tommy I'd take him to Disneyland." She's like, "Oh, but Daddy's only here for one day." She doesn't talk that badly, but it's like you're getting this at the heart of it. Yeah, and she's like, "All right, I can just do it for a little bit." And so, but he's, why is he so obsessed with meeting her dad? Because he's like twenty year old boy. Because I he's get so the promise rock of, hard about Gina. Like I get he, the promise of sex. Like yeah, you got to get over there and get your rocks off. But like, <laughs> what is meeting her dad gonna do? Like I and if you're not like well, having because, him because, wanting because to she, be in the industry. She would have made so much more sense. It, well, also because she would be upset with she was saying she would be upset with him if he yeah, didn't I go. And so he couldn't get his rocks off as it were. And so he dumps Tommy at like a Chuck E. Cheese's but not like 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 a play place. Yeah. Like, oh like a Discovery Zone. Yes, exactly that. Where it's like tube slides and And just like signs him in and is like go crazy. And it's clearly for like toddlers. Like it's yeah. not for eleven year olds. And so he's like, I used to go here all the time, you're gonna have a blast. I will be back in like an hour. I'm really sorry about this. Bye. And he's like, yeah, cool, great. And so then we cut to the... Here's a fun question for the screenwriter of this movie. Why didn't they just have him bring the kid along? That's a better scene. Because yeah. he would have seen the horses and been like, this is abuse, and freaked out and, and embarrassed, embarrassed him. him. Yeah. And then it would have led to more conflict and a fight and a better scene. Yeah. Also, my question was this. Was it really easier to rent out this discovery zone and make a horse track set than it was to go to to Disneyland? I know. But you need them to fight. You need them to not go to Disneyland and have there be this big blow up. Yeah. But wouldn't it have just been easier to just bring him to the racetrack and have the blow up happen because because he, because Joey Lawrence let him down and then because Andrew Lawrence embarrassed Joey. That's a conflict. That's, yeah, that would have been better. 
And yeah, so we cut to the racetrack, and, like, this guy that got to be the dad is the most, like, what's, like, caricature of a film director, where he's got, like, the poofy, what, like, not an, it's an he's ascot. He's dressed like a villain in, like, a most dangerous game, where he's gonna hunt people. <laughs> he's got, like, a smoking jacket. An ascot and, and, and an a ascot. smoking jacket. He, if he had, like, a captain's hat on it, I would buy it. And he's just like, oh, how do you do it, Michael? He's pick dressed all, like Thurston Howell. Yes, exactly, like Thurston Howell. He's like, how do you pick all the winners, Michael? He's like, it's a vibe thing, sir, you just gotta vibe the horses. And, and he's, he's like, like, pip, pip, cheerio. Yeah. <laughs> he's not British. And, but he's like, oh, you actually, I really got to go, sir. And he's like, oh, no, you need to keep picking my winning horses. And he's like, yeah, of course, I'm going to stick around. Don't worry about it. And so then some amount of time passes and he does run out and he hops on his car and he pulls out and he backs into a awesome. woman's car, has a car accident. And he's like, hey, listen, really sorry. I'm having kind of a family emergency. Here's my, all lic- my info. license, registration, insurance number. Take all that. Give me a call. We'll sort this all out. It was totally my fault. And she's like... Okay, great, cool. I uh, hope everything works out. Not a con. I was expecting there to be a whole thing. Super easy. Handled that like a person. I was proud of him. So then he goes to the kid place where he dropped Tommy off. And there's a way too freaking long scene of him like running through the tube slides looking for Tommy. It's like, like a bunch of just weird physical comedy where he's like yeah, falling down. And, and it really doesn't fit in this movie. And I was like, no. of all the places you like. The thing, you know, there was a Disney exec that was like, we need more physical slapstick. And I they were like, yeah, okay. of, like you, of all the fat you could have cut from this movie, that gold had to stay in. And so then he just asked the ladies like, I'm here to pick up Tommy. Uh, what is their last name? <laughs> Gun to my head. I have no idea. Hmm. Oh, uh, Michael Woods. I do remember them saying that, and Tommy Biggs, which I think, I have no memory I think of that they only they, I think they only say that in like this scene, and then I think maybe someone calls the mom Mrs. Biggs in some some point. Now the point. Um, he's like, I'm here to pick up Tommy Biggs, and he's like, okay. Uh, the, the attendant's like, oh, he called Arlene to pick him up, and he said that he was worried something had happened to you, so he's because he's been gone like hours. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he gets back. At home, he's like, hey, Tommy, I'm really sorry. Like, time got away from me, whatever. And he's like, you only care about yourself. And he's like, This is the blow up. Yeah, this is where, like, he's made a, and this isn't, like, him not prioritizing brother. He's full on made a dick move. Yeah. And, like, screwed over the kid. And he's just like, I'm done with you. Like, meh. And the parents come in and catch this blow up. Yes. And the dad's like, what's going on in here? Like, how was Disneyland? Yeah, yeah. And the, actually, the little kid, Andrew, covers for him and goes, it was everything I expected. Yeah, I expected him to totally, like, just tell on him and be like, oh, we didn't freaking go. And he does still do that, but he bides his time. Like, so he like, to the mom. Yeah, like the little mastermind he is. And so... I actually kind of took that more as, like, I don't think he wanted to get him in trouble like with his parent, but I think like once you come home, you can't really hide that from your yeah, mom but, like, as an eleven year old. They're gonna ask you about Disney, right? Like, and the mom, you think the mom wasn't gonna say anything to her sister? No, you're eleven. Um, but so he's like, listen, I got caught up at the track, and he's like, oh, that's great. You not only did you blow me off, but you went to see animals get abused. And he's like, okay, that seems a little much. And I, look, I'm not in any way, shape, or form qualified to talk about whether or not horse racing is animal abuse. I don't know anything about it. But, like, this is what... It seems like a weird stance for Disney to take. I, it's what... It's the thing that made me... This is what we're talking about with the why this movie's called Horse Sense. I think they had this movie script about City Slicker coming to the ranch, learning from his brother. And they wanted but they, then they just had the word... Shoehorn in and then on, horse racing on the, is no, 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 no. No, but on the storyboard, they just had the word horses, question mark? And, like, and they couldn't figure out how... They knew they wanted horses to be a part of it, but they couldn't figure out how to work Slot it into the rest? Slot it. So they just kind of try multiple times. They had horse rights written, the, yeah, question I mean, mark? Rights? Question rights for answers. horses? 
It's weird. Um, There's just a lot of stuff about, like, wild horses, horses in captivity, like, the the rights that horses have as beings. I don't know if this movie needed that. Right. And if you're not going to do, like, A Ring of Endless Light, which is all about, like, dolphins. Setting those dolphins free. Not catching dolphins in cages or whatever, in the nets, then don't. That's why this reminded me of Ring of Endless Light, was that same animal weirdness where it's, like, slow music over free animals. No one could talk to the the horses in this movie. What if that's what the horse sense was? You could sense. What if they were gonna be able to, and they cut that part of it, and then they just kept the title horse sense? Yes. Like he goes to the ranch, and then he can realize he can talk to horses. Yes, oh. that's a better movie. Is it though? I'm not sure if it is. Better worse movie. Uh, yeah, that that would have been more fun, made for more, more fun to talk about. So then the dad's like, "Also, I saw the dent in the back of your car. What happened?" He's like, "Oh, hit and run. Hate to see you it happen. You wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it." Which how was how did he think he was gonna get away with that? The parents parents ostensibly see your and insurance and pay for his insurance. Oh, also yeah, when he says the abuse thing, I at this point we're like thirty minutes in. I was like, I'm gonna be honest. I forgot this movie had anything to do with horses. I yes. forgot, like if you had told me the not, name of it is horses. If you had if you had told me up top the not the name of this movie, like if you had played the movie for it and not told me the name, I would have and then said like at this point the movie's called Horse Sense. I've would been like, why? <laughs> um. So then it, we do a hard cut. To there dinner. is a lot of setup. Like this yes. setup for this movie is like, and I do like showing the Beverly Hills sequence of him ignoring him. Yeah, but it really is long. Yeah, it is, and like that's part of the reason why. And we'll get there later. Is that like once he gets to the ranch, it all goes by so fast. Like I think the pacing is kind of messed up in that way. But I do think you need these scenes. But it cuts to dinner the next night, and he like walks in, and his parents are sitting down, and he's like, "Hey guys, how's it going?" He does not realize. The is. the firestorm he has coming this way, and Arlene like gives him a plate and like plops it down, and she's just like, "Oh, you saw Arlene's pissed." Well, no, she not even necessarily that. She just looks at him and was like, "Bitch, you don't even know what's about to happen. You don't know the storm that's a brewing." Yeah, and so he's like, the parents are just like looking at him, like, and he's like, "What's wrong?" And he's like, "She's mom's like, I got a very interesting call from my sister that you didn't even take Tommy to Disneyland. You, he barely saw you. Like you just and like the dad says like." Sounds like most of the entire time he was here, you either weren't here or you were sleeping. Uh, and Or he was sleeping somewhere else, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And, they didn't really address that part. No. And so, like, he's like, okay, look, I realize I messed up. I made it, I didn't do right by Tommy, so what I'm going to do... Oh, now we're not there yet. He's trying to, like, defend himself at first. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just got caught up with things. I didn't mean to be mean to him. He's like, I got a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, and, and then she's like... And he's like... And he's like, I was doing something with Gina. And she's like, I thought we talked about this. You can't prioritize Gina over your own cousin. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I know. And then there's a doorbell ring... And this threw me when it was happening. Is like the dad goes to get it, and there's police officers there. Yes, this was such a weird beat. Yeah, and I was, and he, I was like, "Where is this going?" And then it's like, uh, he's like, "We're looking for Michael Woods." And he's like, "Yeah, it's my son." He's like, "Well, yeah, he was involved in a car accident and gave the woman some wrong information. Luckily, she noticed his license plate and told us that he didn't give her the right information." And so then it cuts to like they were at dinner. Now they're in like the living room, and the dad he's like sitting in the shame chair. I also didn't get this because they don't set it up properly. You don't see him like grab an incorrect card or like grab the wrong like like because I was like, oh my god, he gave false information. Like I really thought he did it on purpose. Yeah, he the way he makes it sound is that I I assume he did do this is that it was just he was writing so fast he wrote down the wrong numbers. I, but like it's not my point is that it's not clear. Like, it's not clear whether or not he did it on purpose or yeah, he was just yeah, yeah. really trying to scam this woman. No, no, I agree. And so, I want to believe the best of Joey Lawrence, but they don't really make it clear if it was an accident or not. Or right. And so he's, and like, this is, I just love this because it's like the worst time for this to have happened. Like, right when they're raining down on him for how badly he treated Tom. Pores, baby. Exactly. And so he's like, he's like, I can't believe, first of all, you told us it was a hit and run. You freaking lied to your parents. Bad. 
And he's like, you blew off Tommy. You're an asshole. He's, and so he goes, your uh, end of the summer Europe trip is now seriously in question, which is one of the most rich. it's not even canceled. Yeah, which it's, one like, of the most, it's one of the most. We're not even canceled it's yet. One, one of the most rich white people sentences ever said, your end of the year Europe getaway is in it's serious question, young man. And he goes, all right, look, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take some money out of my truck. Well, I'm gonna, first I'm going to call Tommy, apologize profusely, and I'm going to take some money out of my trust fund. I also love how he keeps throwing around this trust like he's like really contributing. That's still your dad's money. Yeah. It's, it's just because it's in a different bank account doesn't mean it's not still just coming from your right. dad. But, but I think like the implication was that it's like it's money that is being set aside for him. And so he's saying, I'm going to use some of it to correct my mistakes. And he's like, I'm going to call Tommy, apologize. I'm going to take some money from my trust, fly him back out here. We'll do it all right. Also, just not, not to get into the nitty gritty of things that no one cares about, but like, what fucking trust fund do they let you access at 20 <laughs> years old? Literally none. No one. Well, knows. I mean, to be fair, they address that later on. In what way? Because he goes to the bank and is like, I need money for my trust fund. And he's like, there's so many penalties if you take the money out right now. And he's like, yeah, but I still want it because I need it. Yeah, get- no, I'm, I'm, but I'm saying like, even the fact that he can go in and say, I need to take this money out. Oh, okay. That is not usually allowed. I don't know how trust no, works. Like, I, no, you don't. But yes. like most trust funds, if you do. I especially don't have, know how land trusts work. I, right now I do. We're going to talk but to But most trust funds, if it was like a legit legitimate hefty trust fund from a, a rich relative they would have they have clauses written in that's like you can't access till you're 30 because okay. they don't want you to be 19 and being like i'm gonna take all this money out and go to aruba <laughs> like because they know that people are idiots right. like there's usually age clauses written in. fair enough but so he goes um take money out get tommy back out here do disneyland all right i'll fix up the porsche this is all on me but i'm gonna do i'm gonna do this and the dad's just like that's not what the trust fund's for jack yeah it isn't and, it, and he's like you can't just talk your way out of this one and i'm like this is also where the movie kind of trips in terms of like messaging not just the horse thing where it's like he's not really talking his way out of it talking, he's kind of had a plan yeah talking his way out of it would be like it's not my fault like i just got caught up in it lying like, like lying like he did about the hit and run that kind of thing. But when he's like, okay, look, I'm going to do this thing that's going to like be at a cost to me, not you guys. Kind it wasn't of. a bad kind plan. Of. It wasn't a terrible plan. It, it's just like, they, they have this weird understanding of like, there's also a thing later where it's like, you can't just take a quick fix to fix everything in life mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I'm like, ah, you're not, the, the idea of what you want is there, but you're not perfectly there, I'm afraid. And so he's like, okay, here's what's going to happen. You're going to fly out to Montana. You're going to work on your aunt's ranch for free for a month. And if I hear one bad report from Tommy or Jules, I think that's the mom's name, um, that you're not doing work as requested and you're just being lazy or whatever, you are not going to Europe at all this summer. And he's like, uh, dad, come on. And then just like hard cut to it happening. Yeah. Um, he like arrives in Montana in his like slick, black leather he's got like black leather cowboy boots and it's like he says it's all like Gucci. he looks insane it's in the best way he's in like all black he has like black leather boots like a fun like one of those fun western jackets that have yeah. like the white cowboy like, hat like, oh god it's so great he gets getting out of this tiny ass man this is where that other lawrence brother has a candy yeah he, he like walks out like and the dude just sets his bags in front of him he's like okay i guess no one's carrying my bags right, like, and he bumps into a guy and he just and the guy is matthew lawrence and he just like lifts his head and is just like oh boy this but, kid's outfit yeah he's like guys like oh this kid's gonna die out here and so jules and tommy pick him up and they're like uh nice tommy's mother looks to be joey lawrence's age they look like peers and it's very disconcerting yeah i, I didn't get that necessarily on my watch through but I'm, that's all i'm gonna talk about when she was watching they have it. a palpable romantic chemistry i, I think they fucked on the set of this movie <laughs> 
I didn't pick up on it, but Emma was very into it. And the thing is, is that, like, there is kind of a small meta-narrative that if you look at it from the outside, that does seem like Michael is replacing the dead father. Yes, that's a, there. there's a weird thing there. There's a weird thing there. So they get in the truck, and the mom's like, I gotta stop somewhere real quick. And he's like, okay, cool. Can I get a latte somewhere? And she's <laughs> like, no, you won't find that. There's no coffee shops. And so I was like, wait, is there no coffee in Montana? Is that the implication of that which weird i guess i guess um and so she goes into a bank and like you don't see the conversation but she just like walks out and like shakes her head to tommy and michael doesn't notice i think maybe they've mentioned it at this point that they're in financial straits or like they mentioned at the beginning that someone needs to stay at the ranch for he, whatever no, no. in the very beginning he's like i can't leave. he's going to beverly hills and he's like i feel bad leaving you alone mom like you need me and she's like i'll be fine for a week again i don't think this is great parenting she's really letting an 11 year old know a lot about their terrible financial situation giving him a lot of stress yeah he's got a lot on his shoulders this kid a lot on his shoulders he already ostensibly is one of the main workers on this fully functioning yes, cattle yes, ranch really a key point so it's I, pretty fair when he's like you were gonna have a tough time without me I get that this is summer vacation and everything, but does it, do you think this kid goes to school? I don't think they have a school. I didn't <laughs> see it. Didn't hear anything about it. Well, it's summer vacation, so I understand that. But I was like, it seems like this kid works full time on this cattle ranch. I don't know when he had whatever. He has to get up at like four in the morning. Yeah. I don't he know. He goes to bed at six. I don't know if this kid goes to school. Okay, I Google their ages. Joey Lawrence is 23 here, and Andrew Lawrence is like 11. That's like a 12 to 13 year age difference, um, which is the exact age difference that him and the mom have. The, wo- the woman is 13 years older than him. Oh. So they're exactly, he's right in the midpoint between the two of them. Mm, it's She's not- only like 30 in the movie. Or 33. Right. So if he's like 11, she must have had him like when she was Michael's age. There's that ranch. That's that ranch life. Let's go to Edgebass. How do you know what ranch life is like? I know all about ranch life. Yeah, babies quick. Anyway. Horses get stuck in mud. (laughs) Babies get stuck in mud. Babies are in mud. Your baby. And you gotta have a lot of kids because two of them are gonna get snake bit. They're gonna get trampled. You always lose two to trampling. (laughs) They're gonna die at consumption. (laughs) <laughs> um so mule had a daughter you never saw her mule how do you know mule had a daughter he you could see it in his eyes <laughs> she died in that so speaking of it when, when the he, she died when the buggy went over the ravine so uh mm. they get to the ranch that a horse named cinnamon killed her <laughs> <laughs> um so we get to the Spots. ranch we meet, we meet Mule, and we meet Mule, who's a native, we meet Mule, who's the Native American gentleman that we talked about previously, who's a fine character, and thankfully he's not, he doesn't a, really do much, you know, but I'm happy he's, he's not just on like, screen, because I know like, they wouldn't have handled it He's just it well. like, he's totally just a dude who works on the ranch, no, I was worried that he was gonna be like, oh, the spirit of the horse I runs. I'm really the, glad they didn't even, I'm very glad they didn't even take a swing at that. He's just a guy. He seems nice, whatever. More interesting to me is the gentleman named Twister, who's like the hard ass of this ranch. You always said it really well. Say the thing, like, Twister always seems like he's swearing, even though they don't have him swear. He seems like Joe Pesci when they got him for Home Alone, where they're like, Joe, you realize you can't swear on the set of this film. And you can hear him choking back fucks like like, like, every line. This man looks like he was born to say, what the hell's going on here? He's like, I... tarnation. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, he's just the most, like, pastiche of a cowboy. At one point, he's like, you can see He's like, what the darn? And you could see how he's, hard that darn is for him. He wants he to say, like, damn. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, we have what is 
and he's like, oh, that's what he's like, you just don't give a darn. Yeah, and it's I like, was, he wants to say damn. And I was like, come on, let Twister say damn. Um, But I also wrote down Mule and Twister, the dynamic duo, <laughs> back at it again. I would have loved to see a movie with just those two going on a buddy, buddy trip. I don't know. I just thought something about those names and like the fact that they work together. I was like, Mule and Twister, what characters? So then it cuts to later that evening and he called, he's calling Gene on the phone and there's like seven of these goddamn scenes. They talk on the phone so much and the the scenes are all the same. Her reciting different information about the south of France and him being (laughs) distracted. Like they're all the same scene. Well, this is the first one and this is really the one you needed in my opinion was just him being like, oh, if I can't work the whole month, I can't go to the French Riviera. And at this point he's like, it sucks here i'm all dirty and like whatever and like these scenes are a problem for me because there's i feel like there's absolutely it's very unlikely he would he would have cell phone reception in 1999 i never use that obvious gag like why would you need to want to pay gina more money to appear in more of this movie that is the obvious gag that they just didn't even try to attempt or at least do a gag where like you can only get cell phone reception in like one spot standing on like the The, roof or or something or like sitting by the tree or whatever that's where the physical comedy could have been yeah i you know and so I feel like we've gotten to this point in D comedy where like now we're like still making funny movies. We're also writing the movies. To I'm be writing better. a completely different movie. Yeah, yeah. but like, they, like I feel like we do this with every movie we watch. And I was like, oh, if they'd done this, it'd be so much better. Um, so he's like, yeah, whatever. And he doesn't realize he's under a treehouse where Tommy is. And uh, he's like, how long have you been standing there? And oh my god, that treehouse! I just thought about the scene. Yeah, we're gonna we'll get there. <laughs> And so he's like, oh, just a minute. I just wanted to take you inside and show you how the TV worked in case you want to, like, watch some TV and relax tonight. And he's like... It's such a boring way to sabotage someone. Yeah, it's... It's, it's, it's such a boring sabotage. His attempts at sabotage are very strange in this movie. And it doesn't, like... I think because they didn't want him to be, like, full-on, like... I mean, I like them both. But, like, when you're doing a fun little buddy, like, war of, like, city slicker versus cowboy, they're so scared to make anyone unlikable that yeah. none of them actually do anything that, like, wild or funny or crazy or entertaining. Totally. I agree. It's it's kind of... He kind of, like, half-assed the sabotage. That's exactly what like, say, they... you can if you want. And he's like, I told you about the truck. Yeah, like, it, it lands it, in a weird middle ground. but also, Which is an interesting... But it also does kind of work because, like, it works in a way because it's like you can't complain to the mom that, like, yeah, he, like, if he told, if he was telling him, like, yeah, you have to sit up on the roof all night and count how many crows fly by and then that's not a job you have to end up doing or whatever like then he can be complaining to the mom and he's like i can't but she'll be like tommy i can't believe you made you do that but he just gives him jobs that need doing but he like does it in such a roundabout way that, that, that he makes it harder for and him. i get that that's good because it won't get him in trouble but that's also boring it is boring i agree with you but I, i'm just saying i think that's one of those things that looks good on paper but in the actual world it's not interesting but so he takes him into the house and is like yeah the satellite picks up like a ton of channels which I, I'm amazed they have that good of television in 1999 yeah, it, on a cattle ranch and so this is the stupidest thing in the whole movie Is it's in this big cabinet that's like old and he's like that's an old cabinet and he's like yeah <laughs> it was from my dad's family it got brought out here on a covered wagon um and why do they do and this? they've been like it was my mom and dad's wedding gift this antique and he's like oh i bet my mom would love it too she loves antiques and so i immediately thought okay this cabinet is going to be incredibly important later on in the film there's going to be like money in there there's going to be like the deed to the cattle ranch or that something that is 110 right because obviously there's trouble and like something's going to be up with this cabinet oh did we talk about the fact that when they go into town the mom has that ominous look after the bank and that's how yeah yeah I, I told you she came out and shook her head yeah, about the bank yeah yeah, yeah. And so we, as the viewers, know they're in trouble, especially. But, but Michael Joey does Lawrence not. Is still does not totally know. Totally in the dark. 
City slicker. But so he's like, yeah, so feel free to stay up and watch some TV. I'm going to hit the hay. He's like, you're going to go to bed? It's still light out. He's like, yeah, but I had a big day, so I'm just going to knock out early. And he's like, all right, whatever. And then so it cuts to like 4.30 in the morning. The sun's not up. And uh, Andrew Lawrence just walks in with a triangle, like a full-on triangle. Triangle. And he goes, and then he's like, ah, and he's like, come on, time to get up. And he's like, it's not light out yet. And he's like, yeah, I know, but we got, you know, work to do or whatever. He's like, yeah, but I just went to bed like three hours ago. And he's like, oh, man, you shouldn't have stayed up so late. I don't know what to tell you. And this is the kind of light sabotage that is like, okay, like, got him. Like, Mm -hmm. good. Like, he's tired. Yeah, and it ends up not really affecting anything. No, it doesn't do anything. He's fine. He he falls asleep on the job. He goes down downstairs has some coffee and he's like oh this kind of sucks meh and like there's a joke where she makes everybody breakfast and he has never seen eggs that color like we mentioned and he asks for turkey bacon and twister's like bacon comes from a pig not a turkey boy and i love how like also like in 1999 like i know what they're doing and it's trying to make him sound la yeah but it's like like now the that writing would be like he asks for a green juice yeah, or like, like you I, know do you have any wheat grass do you have any almond milk or yeah, like yeah. something like that but in this one like, is this gluten free like the, yeah the most like hipster thing they can think of is like turkey, turkey bacon, bacon which is like a very what a time thing. we were in in 1999 <laughs> It's like they're. It's like he's asking for fucking oat milk. Like it's such a such a wild and concept. And so he. And honestly, like I'm gonna get you guys behind the scenes real quick, listeners. Is that like I just scroll. I, I'm scrolling on my notes, and like the rest of this movie is one page. Seriously, because, for me, because like. All of this is happens so fast. Like we're, we're you're right. The ranch is supposed to be a month, and it happens in forty it happens seconds. Super quickly. Like I, I do not have many notes on the rest of this movie. So excuse if excuse if we breeze through a little bit. So day one is he doesn't. He's like, oh, you don't want to spend your whole first day on a horse. Let me just give you a normal job to get you acclimated. And Michael's like, yeah, I don't want to be on a horse all day. And so he tells him he has to shovel all of this literal bullshit. Like he, this is where I thought he was going to swear. He walks <laughs> up to a pile of manure, and you, Jordan Lawrence's line is like, wow, that's a gigantic pile of manure. Yeah. And it's, you can hear him start the S almost, and you're like, I'm like, oh my god, I thought because, he was going to say shit. Because it's, 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 and I think this is a cinematic nod to the iconic scene in Jurassic Park where Jeff Goldblum walks up to the Stegosaurus um, droppings that Laura Dern is shoving her hand in and goes, that is one big pile of shit. Yeah, like, that's what it is. That's what it is. And it's like, I, this is like one of the things and it's so hard to describe. I'm trying to describe some like a feeling that has no words for it, but like why this doesn't feel like a decom. Like yeah. never in a decom I'm like, oh, they should be swearing. Like yeah. he feels like he should have just said shit and it's weird that he doesn't. It is. And so he's like, yeah, you got to move it from the back of the cage where we shoveled it all out to the front of the cage now. And there's a very mean bull in it named Goliath. And he's like, well, how do I do that? And he's like, I don't know. Freaking figure it out, idiot. You went to college. Yeah, he goes, you're the one that goes to college. And so there's a clearly, uh, clearly, clearly, clearly Andrew Lawrence had seated this for him. And there's a shovel with some gloves on it and a wheelbarrow. So he's like, all right, I guess I got to go over here and just start shoveling shit in this wheelbarrow. And then take it around to the front and dump it out. Super time consuming. And we see him do it as a time lapse. He takes like his fancy black jacket off. and He ruins his Lucucci leather boots. Yeah, and it's, it's all terrible. And so he falls in the shit and like... Um, he's also... Joey Lawrence is wearing this entire ranch part of the movie. The tightest t-shirts. Yeah, at, first it's just a t-shirt. at first it's just a t-shirt. He goes to just a uh, muscle shirt later and... Lucas did note... He, he looks like he's in a gay porn. There, in it, the it, beginning there, of the there, Like I'm saying, there are shots for he the is, ladies. It is... The shirts are spray painted on them. Mm-hmm. They love. They knew what they had to the work with. The costume designer hated Andrew Lawrence. He was like, "We're gonna he make like, this 
to make him look so unattractive makes Joey look more attractive. These things are basically painted on his body. So, um, he, like, so he's done doing that for a while, and then the Twister and uh, Tommy yeah. and Mule come back, and they're laughing at him because he fell in the shit. And he's like, and they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm moving all the stuff like you said. He's like, well, yeah, but why did you use the wheelbarrow? There's a tractor back there that you could have used. And he's like, a tractor? He's like, yeah, I figured you would have seen it. It is right there. And sure enough, like, right past where the shovel was, there's a tractor with the scoop thing that he could have used. And it's like, ah, oh, Tommy got him, guys. Fantastic gag. And so then we do a cut to, um... Michael showering for a very long time because, you know, he fell in poop. And then we get to a point which we found in A Ring of Endless Light, which is where it gets weirdly religious for just a second. But Ring of Endless Light at least, like, had other religious blips because the grandfather was religious. This is just one part. Yeah. And then they just never mentioned the big God. They mentioned going to church one other time and that's it. And that's it. Yeah. So they're talking and this is where we get the full like, yeah, we can't pay the money back on the ranch. We like, we're we're gonna have to sell everything and whatever. But Joey Lawrence still isn't here. For yeah, the mom's the telling it to Tommy. Her 11 year old kid, you know how yes. a parent does. Putting the, way, feel like putting the weight homeless. of the world on her shoulders. And so he comes down after showering and is like, hey, what are you guys looking at? And she just looks at the beautiful sunset and just goes, God's painting, painting again. again. <laughs> I was like, what? Excuse me. And here's me. the thing about this, and I'm going to take you guys to English class for a second. The way they say that phrase could be taken two ways, and both of which are bonkers, but I would like to know which way the screenwriter intended it. Are they saying it like God's noun, verb, again? God's painting again, like there God goes, <laughs> painting again? Or are they saying it like the entire landscape is God's Painting like what ownership. What one of God's what, painting. What are we looking at? God's painting God's again. God's painting again. We're like, what are you looking at? Oh, well, God is painting, painting again. That. It, it <laughs> could go either way, and both are fucking insane. They're, they're, it's and a not, cult leader thing to say. But I want to know which one they meant, and it's not clear. Um, but so he goes and sits down, and he's like, yeah, it's really, looks really nice. It's great. And, uh... You know, freaking Tommy gets up and goes to bed or whatever. He's like, you go and you come in. Sunset like, is when this kid goes to bed. Yeah, and he's, and he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to be after you. I'm not going to stay up and watch TV. And so the mom is like, oh, he has a moment with the mom and is like, hey, I'm really sorry about. This is where they had a raw sexual <laughs> connection. He's like, hey. The I'm, mom's also stunning. stunning I'm really stunning. sorry about Uncle John. She's like, oh, he loved this ranch. This ranch was life. It was both of our lives. You know, he always used to say, and then she looks over and Tom, uh, Michael's passed out, like leaning against the There was the, a raw porch. heat between these two. Um, and then he brought up her dead husband. And you think that would kill the mood and it didn't. I mean, if anything, it made her more. more because, I mean, she probably hasn't gotten laid since. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the end of his first day on the ranch. And we're, let's take a quick break, and we'll go blow through all the others because I'm here to tell you, folks, the movie sure as hell blows through all of his others. <laughs> but uh, so we got to saddle up and ride out of here, folks. But uh, keep your keep your horse sense on your head, and we'll on I, your head. I don't know. Like you're gonna wear it like an you accessory. You tell me what horse sense is. In and tell your me head. Keep, keep your horse keep, sense and your purse. keep your horse senses. Your dollars sharp. and cents. Keep your horse senses sharp. And we'll there be right you go. Back. That's there better. My life with diamonds or jewels I never was one of them mother hungry fools Really have my fiddle and my farm and tools Thank God I'm a country boy Yeah, city folk driving in a black limousine A lot of sad people thinking that's a mighty keen Son, let me tell you now exactly what I mean Thank God I'm a country boy Well, I got me a fire wife, I got me old fiddle When the sun's coming up, I got cakes on the fiddle I ain't nothing but a fun about a riddle Thank God I'm a country boy Woo! All right, cowpokes, we're back. Um, <laughs> no one even 
says the term cowboy. Well, it's because they're not southern as the thing. And they're not, like, I mean, I guess they're cowboys. I don't know. Um, they say cowboy. Yeah, well, he says you can't play cowboy. It's a cattle ranch. There's a they're cow cowboys. It's fair. So he gets up the next day and is like, all right, um, we've got to go out and start branding cows today. Um, this was a wild sequence for a children's movie. Oh, yeah, but we're not even there yet. We gotta brand some cows today, and then we've gotta do wolf watch, because wolves have been seen in the area. So we gotta make sure they don't come for the cattle. But you know how to ride a horse, Is right? Is the game plan that they're gonna shoot that wolf? No, they say. They have guns? No. What are they gonna do to it? They just gotta scare it off, and then they're gonna they tell. what? Themselves. Dressed as a ghost? No, wolves don't hunt, don't wanna mess with people on them. They like, they only really hunt people if it's like a, their only option. They mess with people in Twilight. Because that's Twilight. <laughs> so. Um, he's like, yeah, I know how to ride. You saw me ride that donkey at the reunion. And he's like, that was a donkey in the Grand Canyon. And he's like, Shh. Same thing. So he's like, I'm going to put you on Slingshot. It's just like super old. You can see Slingshot's ribs. Yeah. Like, like, the horse is so diseased looking. Yeah, it even says, the, the horse looks sick. And, and also like, Joey Lawrence has a great, another, you know, amazing joke for kids, much like the Kevin Costner references. That horse has got one foot in the glue factory. <laughs> <laughs> just something my racist grandfather would have said. Like, no. <laughs> Not anything a 20-year-old person would ever say, but okay. And so... Got one hoof in the glue factory, I think, is what he actually says. And so... (laughs) And so he's like, no, I want that one. It's this big black horse. He goes, and he's like, what's its name? And he goes, oh, that horse? We just just call call it black. Sometimes we just call it black. And he's like, oh, that's real original. And so he gets up on the horse, and he's like... Yeah, I got it. I'm fine. See, I told you I got this. And he's like, all right, come on, Black. And he, he kicks, kicks him, him like you do with horse. And he's like, but right before he does it, he's like, oh, one other thing. And then he kicks him and the horse just starts bucking like a bronco, jumping around. Well, he goes, he doesn't like to be kicked. And like, which I don't know how else you, know you tell a horse. classic great physical I comedy. I don't know how else you tell a horse to go other than kicking it, but whatever. And so there's, yeah, physical comedy of him trying to ride the horse. And then it dumps him in Goliath's the bullpen. Bull. And like, he's got to scramble out. And you can see his hand get like a little bit crushed by the bull charging him. But he hops in and he's like, yeah, It's also fine. definitely a stunt double. Oh, hey, yeah, of course it is. But like, I'm not going to rest Joey Lawrence's perfect body. No, no, no. I'm just saying the character. And so then he hops out and he's like, ah, you should have ridden Slingshot. I told you. And he's just like, freaking shut up. I hate you so much. And then we do a whole other montage. There's a lot of montages in this movie, but they're very short and like... And they're not even dramatic or interesting. No. And they're also not... Don't have good music behind them. There's like, no good music in this movie. It's all just weird guitar strumming. They, the didn't, they score paid the, for like... They didn't even pay for music. It's just audio blocks. The like, score of the music of the movie is really, really weird. It's insane. Emma's right. There's a lot, especially part later, where there literally is no instruments but a guitar. And so... Uh, it's just them, you know, riding around on the horses, like, Joey, uh, you know, friggin' Michael kind of sucking at it, and, like, sucking at riding, and they're, you know... I just wish we would commit more to, like, things being funny or, like, make him worse. Make him really bad. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. just, if that's what you're gonna go for, like, commit to it. If you want to go to sabotage, commit to it. Make it really mean. And, and like this is this is what, and this is what Emma was saying, and I totally agree. Is that like they really go deep into like what you do on a cattle ranch, where like oh, yeah. they're picking up calves and branding them with a hot iron, like they do. I guess I, I don't even know if they still do that. But it was actually kind of horrifying because the cows were like scared, and like I mean, yeah, I know it doesn't. I would really yeah, again, them. going back to the thing where he's like, oh, that's fine. You went to go see animals abuse. I need to go back to Montana and put a hot iron into the skin of cows, which I actually did look it up. It said that. 
they don't really feel it, I think. But I don't, again, don't know enough about that topic to... But uh, from the outset, like... It was just very scary. I was like, oh, God, they're wrestling those cows If you showed me horse racing and then a cow being branded and then asked me which one was animal abuse... Which looked more dramatic. Yeah, yeah I would say the branding one. So then it cuts back to the... So it cuts to the night and they're all, like, camping out under the stars because they need to watch for these wolves. And he's like, oh, you got to, you know, brush the horse and take a saddle off of it and all that stuff. And then uh, Twister's like, nah, you don't even get dinner. You're going to fall asleep if I put you on any other wolf watch. You're going out first. So here's some jerky, which I'm fairly certain was made from a dead also, horse. Also, like, what is wolf watch? Like, what is he supposed to be doing? He's supposed to be watching for wolves. And then do what if it comes? To come and get them. That's what they say. They say, come and get us if you hear us, see the wolves. Um, or holler for us. And he hands him some jerky, which I'm pretty sure is made from a horse, because, like... That was slingshot. Yeah, that was slingshot. <laughs> and it's, like, way too leathery to be, like... It's like I've only seen a few episodes of Game of Thrones, but it looks like, in the very beginning, the Dothraki, when they give the food to Daenerys, and it's like, oh, it's horse. It yeah. looks exactly it, like that. I mean, it was the jerky is made out of slingshot. It looks like that. <laughs> and so... And so then it cuts to him calling Gina again, being like... Again, with He's Gina. like, I've got sores, my boots are ruined, my butt hurts and then he like he's talking about the stars and then he goes like but i must admit the sky is so beautiful here gina you should see it and then here's another great joke for the kids at home she goes don't go all dances with wolves on me yeah you know how kids love dances with wolves references well people you know who's the star of dances with wolves emma kevin Kevin costner (laughs) (laughs) is the subplot of this movie that her dad produced dances with wolves or is she secretly banging kevin costner on the side i don't know man i thought that she was gonna secretly be banging leonardo dicaprio after they didn't do that anymore yeah, they drop it at some point in these phone calls that, like, oh, we're all going to Kevin Costner's house in Aspen or something like that. And he's like, I can't go because I'm in Montana. I have to be on this ranch. And then, like, she's like, oh, we're all going to a party at Leonardo DiCaprio's house. And she's like, personally, I think he's so five minutes ago, which, wow, this movie didn't age well. Is <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio not being a relevant and popular actor. And he's just getting, like, lost looking at these stars. And he's, like, a shooting star. And he's like, wow, so beautiful. And this is, like, the first time he's six to midnight about something other than it's Gina. It's visible green screen. Yeah. Also. Yeah. And, and like we actually were talking about this too is that like they clearly did shoot this at like an actual ranch of some kind probably it's pretty that wherever they're riding yeah it's, it's probably not in montana actually it's but definitely like two hours away from la like yeah. up in the hills somewhere or, or i mean utah they film in utah all the time you know i don't know they're clearly filming on the wilderness but they green screen them here because they need to do the shooting star in the sky and like the sky's yes. like purple and everything and it's very nice and so he's like lost in the stars and he's not responding to her and she's like oh you're not paying attention to me like i'm trying to talk about this is where she like doubles down into being a massive bitch yeah well not even like i wouldn't even say she's a bitch in that she looked like she's not like mean and like she's a little bit here where she gets like frustrated with him but like she's more just like so airheaded and just being like oh and she's like daddy and pay. money and, and she's going to see leonardo dicaprio she's yes. dating him and i you know how she hates to wait she yes just does. all that stuff yeah and so she hangs up is like fine why don't you just call me tomorrow when you've got when you can devote your time to me or something and hangs up and he's like oh no gina and he goes to start dialing and then she calls him back immediately phone rings phone rings and all the cattle are like ah and, they... and then we have a full-on lion king stampede there's scene. a stampede what's weird is he like falls off of his horse so he's like in danger of getting run over and i was like how did he fall off the goddamn horse the horse reared didn't it when the I, phone don't, I don't remember and like it's a, it's a phone ring it's like a, a lot of you need a lot of scare horse and how does he have reception I, it's I, we, 1999 you know how like literally now when movies are like oh i don't have any reception i'm like that doesn't work anymore like you have reception everywhere you know like in 2020 like you can't use it anymore mm-hmm. in 1999 it's amazing that he would have reception oh, yes. it's it's it's, un, it's almost unbelievable that he has you, it you need 
one of those like 1980s satellite phones in order to have Also, guys, there was earlier in the very first sequence of this movie when they're in Beverly Hills. Still, Arlene has an amazing line where she's like, I tried to call you on your car phone. And I was like, car phone? <laughs> and um, so anyway, the stampede is happening. And this is one of the like two to three good jokes in the movie where he picks up, he starts dialing the phone, he calls 911, and it's like, 911, what is your emergency? It's like, stampede, there's a stampede. And instead of, like, a rational response, it's like, we can't do anything, do anything about, about that. that. She goes, where's the stampede? They're, like, super, like, helpful and on top of it. And he goes, right behind me. <laughs> Pretty decent joke. I was a fan of that. I like it. And so, like, he climbs then up. Then hangs onto a branch, like, he, Simba, he climbs, stampede. He climbs up a tree, hangs onto a branch, the cattle road underneath him, and, like, every, all, everyone shows up, like, wondering why the cattle stampede. He drops his phone, by the way, gets run over by all the cows they find it pick it up and look at him he's like it, 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 it rang i don't know and they're just like <laughs> and twister like rips it and like throws it on the ground and just like Mah. and they're pissed because the stampede breaks like all their fences, fences or something like that yeah i didn't even i was like doesn't didn't really understand why they were so pissed but i guess there's a fence aspect yeah and like so then it cuts to the next day and he's like twister needs you to fix all these fence posts um like load them into the truck and take them around and fix the fences this is another the exact same gag yeah where he like there's a beaten down truck next to the pile of fence posts and he's like oh you can move the truck closer if you want want the keys are in it and he's like what are you talking about it's right there i don't need it and so he moves all the pet posts in and then a mule shows up in like his one other scene where you hear him talk i'm pretty sure and is like what are you doing and he's like uh, Tommy needed me to move, this, to move, move the post, post into the truck, so I'm moving into the truck. And he's like, yeah, but why are you moving into the truck that doesn't work? The thing hasn't run in 15 years. And he's like, what? And he takes him around the corner. He's like, I think he meant this truck. And he, like... See, it's like, just, like, could have... You misconstrued that yes. direction. Like, what a great visual gag. No, no it's not. It's, it's stupid. Not. And, but then what I did, like, is he fully drives the truck down to wherever Tommy is on the scatter ranch just to yell at him. Yeah, he, this like, is when they get in a straight-up fight. Yeah, because he's like, freaking, you told me I'm sick of this. You you know... You he's know, like, we're even. I know I blew you off Beverly Hills. Like, we're we're past even. Yeah, and, he, and he's like, I, you knew what you meant. Like, you knew what we were doing. He's like, what? I told you you could move the truck closer. Oh, did you think I meant that old truck? Why would I mean that? <laughs> and, like, he's like, we're even. I'm sorry I blew you off Beverly Hills. Like, and I didn't even have fun with you at the reunion. It was because we were the only... Oh, no, he says... Tommy says to him, I can't believe I ever wanted you to be my brother. And he's like, oh, you mean that fun time we had the reunion? Dude, we were the only people there under 30. I was, I was like, so bored. I wanted. I all I could do was hang out with a dumb seven year old. Right. They yeah. They they're like we're just stay out of my way. I'll stay out of yours. They basically are like I don't want to see you anymore. But like fine. Yeah. Um. And then so then he's like got them all loaded into the truck right, and he's waiting for Twister. And Twister's like what? And he just comes up and goes, "What are you doing?" And this is where I absolutely thought he was gonna say, "What in the hell are you doing?" Yeah. Boy? Yeah. <laughs> and. He's like, oh, I'm waiting for you to do the fences. And he's like, it's not rocket science to do the fence, dude. You just put it in the ground and shove wire through it, whatever. And he's like, yeah, sorry. I don't know. And he's like, yeah, man, you're everything Tommy said you would be. And he's like, what? Yeah, I'm just a city boy. Whatever. He's like, no, it's not that you're a city boy. You just don't it's give like a... you're a piece of shit. He's like, you know, this is where he goes, you just don't give a darn. When he clearly... And I they wanted to say damn. Like, so or badly. shit. So, like, ugh. and he's like... I got a four-year-old nephew that works harder than you. You just don't care about anything. I want to know like, about Twister's backstory. He, like, rides off. Twister absolutely has some skeletons in yeah, his closet. Yeah, I think He's, Twister killed a woman. Yeah, Twister's... The, I wouldn't be surprised if Twister was, like, an outlaw in an actual Western movie, and then, like... Fled. And, and then, like, that takes place in the same universe as this movie, because apparently, if this movie takes place in the same universe as Brink, what other movies can be connected to anything? This and movie so, has a very weird, like, not normal narrative structure, so I have, I'm having a very hard time remembering where we're at. And yeah, because right. it's not, like, a normal, like, Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, like flow it's very you it's think the, it's ending saying, and it's the, not the pacing and, and it, flow of this movie are very off 
But this is where he Twister tells me he's like these people are about to lose their ranch. And you don't even care. Oh, and now he it takes him this long to yes. realize they're losing the ranch. There's like something we've known since like the thirty minute there's, mark. There's like twenty minutes left in the movie, everybody. And he's like, uh, he's like, what? And he's like, oh, you really didn't know that? I just thought you were a dick. And he's like, no, I had no idea. And he's like, well, yeah, no, they're gonna lose their ranch. And, and my immediate question was when this ranch thing is now brought up, it's like, why doesn't she just ask her rich ass sister? And I thought of that too immediately when they, when we found, the audience found out about this, but they do explain that in a bit. And he's like, oh man, I didn't even know. So he's clearly messed up about it. Messed up enough that this is the first shot that's clearly for the ladies. Ooh. Where he's working on the fence post. He has absolute cannons for arms. He's working he's on the fence post. He's wearing just jeans, the white tank top. He's got a tool belt. A barely on. there white he's tank just top. Like, he's just sla- he's driving nails into wood. Like, oh, he wipes the sweat off on the back. Glistening. glistening they oiled him down. <laughs> it's so gratuitous and so clearly like, we gotta give the... the it's like, we gotta it, give the 12-year-old girl something. It's just so funny because... it. But it's funny because like when we always talk about like these movies with like the heartthrobs like they're like fucking Zac Efron in the first high musical like these shrimpy like 15 year old kids and it's like when you're with your sh- their shirt the, off you're kind of like ooh or that one shot of like Joe Jonas at the lake in Camp Rock when he's shirtless <laughs> and it's like ooh you're kind of like you gotta feel uncomfortable about it because they're like 15 yeah well now you feel comfortable about it like, but when you're like a girl no, when you were a girl it was when you were 15 it's fine yeah. but here I was like I have no qualms about watching this <laughs> at all this is a man uh, but this is also where I was like this also does like the start of the gay porn where the repayment shows up and oh. is like, oh, I heard you needed some wood worked on or something. I don't know. And so... You seem to know that script pretty well. <laughs> I don't know. It's whatever they say at the start. It's like, like what's the other... Like, whatever the, they say at the start of that one specific game point I watch all the time. <laughs> so the other, whatever they say at the, the start of Backdoor Hunk 7. <laughs> and uh, so he goes and he finds Tommy. I honestly just wanted to take that scene and put it like like that and the other scene together, like mix it together and like a montage with like the Carrie Underwood's cowboy Casanova <laughs> playing in the back. Like, he's a good time cowboy Casanova. Uh, I've never heard that song, but the way you sa- sung it sounds exactly like how it goes. Yeah. Um, so he finds Tommy sitting on this bench made of like cattle. Uh, Would have been interesting cow- for them to like maybe build this bench up before because it's apparently a very special place. Oh, did we talk about the treehouse? There's a treehouse. Um, there's a treehouse. You Tommy, said that he was up there. I don't think we like. We never got over all the. This treehouse that Tommy and his dad started working on before he got sick, and he really, and he like it's unfinished. But Tommy wants to finish it before they sell the thing. We find out, which is weird. Like, why do you need to finish your treehouse for someone else to enjoy it? I just, and so he goes. Talks to Tommy and he's looking at these horses in the wild. And this was also some exposition that we skipped over that I that where he's like. His horse that he rides, Tommy, used to be wild. Used to be wild, but it, it it was almost dead. It had broken its hoof or whatever, and they healed it up and released it back in the wild, and just kept coming back. And they're like, "Well, I guess we have to keep it now." And like he's like, "Yeah, there's these wild horses that live around the property." And I thought that was very weird, but I think I guess there are wild horses in Montana. I don't know enough about. I have horses. literally no idea. And, I have no horse sense, FYI. <laughs> and so he like says like, "Oh yeah, me and my dad, we named them all." And like he goes over all the names, it takes very long to go over it's all the names. It's incredible. Like, in, you think he's just gonna like give a few and like, it, yo, and there's Jules and second girlfriend, but no, he goes through all of them. Cinnamon, yeah. Spots, Ranger, Gertrude, and like they're just having like a nice moment with the wild horses, and he just goes. Hey, I'm sorry about what I said. I I had a really great time with you at the reunion. I think you're a cool kid. Like, I'm sorry. And like they talk about his dad a little bit. And this is what I want to give this movie 100 percent unabashed credit for. This movie is. 
weird and I don't think it's that exceptional. But like we talk a lot about how in Disney Channel original movies there's always a dead parent mm-hmm. and it's like crazy. But like the movies that they do that in and it's so funny is where it's like, oh, hey, I'm like a fun kid character. And we're going to have one scene where I talk about my dead parental figure and it's going to come out of and nowhere. And we're never going to talk about it again. And we're never going to talk about it again. The dead dad is actually this an is, important it's plot. It's the plot of the movie, yeah. really. It's like, that's what I said at the beginning, I think, is that it's kind of a movie about loss and like moving on almost. Yeah. But it's also mixed in with the, the city slicker moving And also ranch. land rights. And land trust and land 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 law. And like, because he talks, they, like the way they talk about the dad, it's like, it's been really hard for my mom and everything. And like, we're losing the ranch and all that stuff. And Tommy's like, why do you even care about the ranch? He's like, of course I care. This is also like, where Andrew knows like so much he's like we just kept borrowing against the ranch oh, yeah. and then the bank foreclosed and I'm like you're 11 the, the how do you know all the- yeah, he's, like, he's, like, he's like you know then you know the prices of ranch in our neighborhood plummeted mm-hmm. because of the stock market I was, I was like how does he know all this shit he's 11 and, yeah, and he's like well why and, then, and Tommy tries offering all these things he's like why don't you just like sell some of the ranch part of it and then use that money he's like no one wants to buy it all the ranches these days are going through this yeah, kind but of whatever, thing whatever the ranch industry wherever the fuck they are is not doing well yeah and so he's like Oh, man, that really sucks. And he's like, well, what do you care? You're leaving the day after tomorrow. It's been literally four days. We've seen, like, this is what I was saying about how fast the rest of this movie goes. Not fast, but just how weirdly flows this movie is. Because there are, like, 20 minutes left. He's supposed to be on this ranch for a month. And, and it, we've seen, seen two days, like already. three total days, and like I was, just, I, it gave me whiplash where I was just like, freaking what? Because also the montages they show when we were like, oh, there's a montage. It's not like a wake up montage where it's like one morning, next morning, right. one outfit, a different outfit. None of them convey it's, the it's, passage it's, of time. No, they just convey him doing chores, yeah. like, and he's in the same clothes, just fixing a fence or piling manure. So it just feels like one day that they've just fed up one chore. Totally, it's not like you're seeing like the first few weeks go by in a montage. He's really struggling. You don't see that at all. Right. And so then there's like a weird shot again that I guess is for the ladies, which is of him riding his, uh, he, he, we, there's also a scene where he learns how to ride Black Lightning. Um, oh yeah, that was the other part of that joke. We were, we were yeah, I said, it we, wasn't even a good joke. It wasn't a good joke, but he, he says the, the reason he says that they call that, sometimes call that horse black is because they otherwise call it lightning because it is wild and takes off. But he's learned how to ride that horse and he's really like connected with it. And he tells Gina that over the phone that like there's this horse, Black Lightning, and it's like incredible. Ah. And but so there's this weird like 10 second shot of him just like riding through the fields on this horse. Like like he's going to stop a train robbery or something. And it's just him riding back to the house to talk, to make a call to his dad. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. And so yeah, he's on the phone. There's a lot of horse porn. Oh, we haven't even gotten to the horse porn yet. And so then the he calls his dad on the landline. He he's, he's been talking to Gene on the landline says his phone got trashed. Trash. And uh, he's like, Dad, you don't understand. They're gonna lose their farm. Like we have to help them. And, and the dad's like vaguely at a and, computer. And the dad's like, Oh yeah, I freaking tried. I'm not a monster like you were at the start of this film. Yeah. He's like, I tried, but the problem is they don't want our money. Like well, at least they did a good job of explaining that away because otherwise yes. it would make no sense why they're about to lose their house like this woman's husband died and like, they can't loan her some money like it- yeah and he's like they like they're very you know proud for people they don't want what they haven't earned or something like that and like they try and explain it away and michael brings up the point of like what they're that's just stupid like they're all they're gonna lose their house and everything and the dad's like kind of talks like he respects it like he's like uh, well you can't always fix everything with a quick fix and i'm like again this is where the movie kind of messes its message up where it's like it's not a quick fix it's receiving financial so help that, I, that you desperately need I, from someone yes. you trust yes and like doing a quick fix and then like there's also a scene that i think is after this where he tries to like get 
Twister in on a pyramid scheme to raise money for the ranch. This scene made no sense to me, and I literally just was like, this it's is not. It's totally out of nowhere, but it's like, I guess that kind of thing would be a quick fix, like, or if he had, like, done something, like, I want to take money out of my trust, like, do, mm-hmm. like, something rash that, like, wouldn't pay off, I don't know. But then it's like, no, I tried to give her money, I tried to give him a loan so they could pay it back, and she's like, I said she would be afraid she could never do it. Like, they're just, they, they just won't take it. And so he's like, huh. And yeah, so then he's talking to her into trying to do a pyramid scheme. And like, yeah, again, kids really know what pyramid schemes are. But he literally says like, yeah, we start to make a pyramid and everyone puts in like $1,200 and then like you make $12,000. It's such like, a weird thing. And, like, Twister's like, well, it sounds like gambling and ain't it exactly legal. Besides, like, two people around here are too, make work too hard for their money to make it. He's like, look, I get that you're trying to help, but, like, there's just nothing doing. Like, they can't, they've yeah. tried everything which way, financial wizardry, it's not going to happen. He goes off. And so then it cuts to the next day, and, like, he, uh, the mom and Tommy go to a barbecue at the Uncle Hank's house. They've said that once they foreclose on the ranch, they're going to go stay at Uncle Hank's in a trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, no, I'll stick around here, have fun. And they're like, okay, bye. And so he sees Tommy working on the, had been working on the uh, treehouse. And so he goes, and again, this is something stupid that Emma and I both noticed, is that this man has ostensibly never worked a day in his life. And he's a carpenter. Full oh, carpenter. Literally. He, he knows, oh, I got to drive. He builds a home. He, he builds, builds a he home. He builds a freaking railing for the treehouse. He, he couldn't make a fence. Ten minutes ago. No, he, he knows exactly what to do. And so, like, he's, like, working on it. And I called this, obviously, because the movie was calling. And it was like, he's clearly going to do that as, like, an olive branch yes, of, like, yes. hey, I'm helping you out, buddy. So there's a brief montage of him doing that. And then he sees the car pull up, and he gets down to the treehouse, and he's, like, all excited. Like, oh, Tommy's going to be so psyched that I finished the treehouse for him. And this is the best scene in the movie. Just of this how, was so unhinged. How unhinged Luke was like, you have to pay attention to this, because he watched it first. And, I, like, he was re-watching it kind of with me, and he's like, you got to watch this. And I was like, oh, what am, what am I looking out for here? Oh, baby. I couldn't have missed it if I tried. So Tommy jumps out of the car, and, like, he's like, I'm like, yeah, he's going to be so excited. And he just goes, No! No! And dad and mine. Dad, dad and mine. He's just like, dude, he's like, we were supposed to finish it. And he's like, if you ever touch it again, I'll murmur. And he runs up to the top of the treehouse and Tommy, and Michael hops out and is just like, hey, I was just trying to help you with the money. And Tommy just takes like a hammer and starts like knocking the planks out. He starts destroying he starts it. Destroying he's the ripping it. He's like, we were supposed to finish it. Like, never he knew. A, he has a full on psychotic break. He, like yeah, a completely and psychotic like, break. And, and I'm not sure, I don't want to throw shade at Andrew Lawrence. Because he's, you know, 11 or 12 in this. But he might as well have just been yelling, acting! Like, he's not doing good with this, these lines. He's giving it his all. He, Dad and mine! <laughs> um, and so he, Tommy's just like, um, okay. So then we cut to the next day. This is the day he's leaving. And he's, like, working on something up top. Again, just in the tank top. A gratuitous shot for the girls. And uh, Tommy rides up and is like, where's Twister? The Tommy boy, the horse, is going to oh die. God, I forgot about this scene. I literally because, forgot. Well, it's not surprising you forgot about it because it has nothing to do with anything. And so um, they ride off and there's a whole, one of the wild horses is stuck in the mud. Um, Tommy has to jump in to rescue it. He puts a lasso around it. Um, and they gotta pull it out. And Joey Lawrence the, pulls him out. And there's, but there's the scene, part of it, when he gets the lasso around his neck, he goes up and he just starts petting the horse. This and is some says, horse porn. He just goes, it's okay, boy, whatever. And like, call me down. And they just zoom in so close on it him. It almost like, seems like he should be able to talk to the horse. Yes. Like, it seems like this is where you would start hearing the horse's thoughts, but they don't And Emma enough. and I had the exact same note, which, why isn't Joey Lawrence the one who's gone through these technical And having things? the moment with the horse. Why isn't he bonding with the horse? Like, he, I guess he's been bond- bonding with Black Lightning, but we've barely seen that, so I don't know. And also, like, this is incredible. This is my other thing. Like, so they're like, 
like at this like mud pit, Joey Lawrence is standing on the outside with the rope, and like he gives little Andrew Lawrence Tommy the rope, and the, ostensibly the most dangerous part is the person going into the mud to put it around the horse's neck. Yeah, why he would let the eleven year old do that and not do that himself—that's an easy way to explain why Joey Lawrence would be the one to do this. Be like, no, 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 it's not safe. Like, let yeah. me go do it. There's also you a part stand where like the here. horse like rears and like knocks him. We thought it killed him. I thought like he got hurt. Like he was gonna be like, oh my arm or something. And, and Joey would have to save him again. Better something. movie. So they pull the horse out. It runs off, and they're they're like, well, this is the scene by the way we were talking about where it's just an acoustic guitar, and it does it's not like jangling. It, it's it, like it, it, it doesn't inti- intimate danger to the situation at all. Like if you just played it over, like oh, we're going down the campfire. It sounds like the the music they pipe into Frontierland yes. in Disneyland. It's like, but there's no. But I'm saying there's no. There's nothing but a guitar. There's no like piano or no, like no. washboard. It's, it's like, like yeah. pluck, pluck, pluck. and so like they ride back and you know they're both all muddy and the mom's like oh you need to get on your flight like go take a shower but they've come back like arm over each other like oh also, we bonded andrew lawrence is covered in mud from tip to taint like he is like <laughs> absolutely caked you absolutely can even see, you can barely see his eyes and joey lawrence has like one little yeah he's got a little on the back of the on his white tank he has like a little smudge and the mom's like you guys are both filthy i'm like joey lawrence came out basically unscathed but like yeah so he goes gets in the car he runs out and he's like oh it's re- I'm, I'm gonna miss you man like and next time you're in la we're gonna do disneyland i promise we're gonna start and they're like yeah we're cool we've prepared our relationship great and they take off and then uh tommy catches up to them on the horse being like oh i forgot i wanted to give you this whistle he rides behind and them and hands them his which, which by the way is like nothing i had forgotten about the whistle yeah entirely. i didn't, forgot it was even a plot point but, yeah and so we haven't seen and like, like you see the look on uh michael's face and he's clearly like torn up about leaving and he had talked to gina previously like he feels bad about going the french Riviera when they're about to lose their home and mm-hmm. like all that stuff and she's like ew gross that's 11 on trailer yeah. or and then like it just does a the weirdest worst cut i've ever seen i thought this was a flashback i did and too. it's a flash forward it's a flash forward. i was like be- oh there's no way he's gonna actually get on the plane and go no. he does he- but they don't show it happening so all of a sudden they're cutting between horse porn and then him being at the racetrack with, with gina's the- dad because yeah. gina's dad bought a race yes we get that. that in a phone conversation yes. And so he's at the racetrack again, and yeah, I thought he was, like, seeing the wild horses as he left in the car. And, and like, thinking like, about his time back about at the, the racetrack. racetrack and being like, oh, yeah. And then he talks about this, too, to Tommy. Like, and being I like, get, that was fucked up. I get the racetrack because they just deserve to be wild and free in the in their natural habitat. But also, like, freaking, does that mean they don't deserve to work on a cattle and ranch? And they're riding? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And, like, but no, yeah, it turns out they're at, he's at the horse racetrack now. Like, he flew back. We didn't see him get on the plane, but like, he's, he's now back in Beverly Hills. Gina's dad horse wins the race, and they go down in the winter circle and then something happens to spook the horse and he like jumps up and kicks the jockey off but now you know what joey lawrence has the horse sense <laughs> and he walks up and runs up and like grabs the reins and is like hey whoa boy whoa boy we're not gonna hurt like, you we're not gonna hurt you and then uh, the dad's like please let someone professional handle this and he's like oh no he's not gonna hurt me he's worried i'm gonna hurt him it's all right it's all right boy shh and he calms the horse down it's very strange and gratuitous but it happens then it just cuts to him in his house wearing like this super tight sweater with like this tight cut v oh, on his God. throat this sweater is painted on it's paint you could he couldn't have an undershirt on with it if he tried no. his chest hair is popping out of it and so he uh is like sitting in the living room and Arlene's like oh Gina and her dad are here to take you to the airport to go to the French Riviera and uh he's like 
Thank you, Arlene. And he stands up and kisses Arlene on the cheek and goes, thank you for everything. So it was so weird. And you can tell, look on her face is like, kind of, what? Like, not. She's like, this is my job, sir. Yeah. Well, no, part of me. it, I thought it was going to be like, that, that he was going to be like, thank you for everything. And she was going to be like, you've never said thank you to me. And like, because you were an asshole at the start of the movie. Mm-hmm. But like, really, it's just super awkward. He kisses her on the cheek because this is someone who works Works for him. And like, so he goes out to the limo and like the guy reaches to take his bags and he's like, no, she's, Gina's like, no, let him take it. It's what he's uh, paid Paid for. for And he's like, no, I'm holding on to them because I can't go, Gina. There's something way more important I have to do. And he just walks off and like. Why did they even have him go back to LA? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like just for that scene at the racetrack, like he could have just called Gina and canceled. Because he needs to, he sells his Porsche, um, sells it. And then he goes to the bank to take all the money out of his trust and who's working at the bank? The dad from Even Stevens. Mr. Tom Virtue. Not just the dad from Even Stevens, Emma, who we've mentioned has been in a lot of decoms. He's also the dad in Raiden and Weep. But you'll remember, he was also the teacher in Brink. So yeah. his twin brother happens to have a job at the bank. <laughs> or it's not the same universe. Or it's the twin. People have twin brothers, Emma. People can okay. have twin brothers. But the thing is here, which I brought up smartly, and, uh, you know, could have just not jumped to this hoop in this plot point. I was like, they're not going to take this they're money. They're not going to take the money. It's the same, again, it's just no, his dad's said, money in a different form. Yeah, I said it's the, still the dad's well, money. Well, I said even that it's the dad's money. I was like, just because it's you offering it doesn't mean they're going to want to take it. It's just still a handout. Yeah, they, they already have said they don't want to take it. the money, idiot. And so, like, he freaking does all this. Takes the money out of the bank, even though the guy's like, hey, you realize there's multiple penalties for doing this. He's like, no, I just need the money. And I brought that up, Luke's like, it's almost like it's a bad plan. It's not going to work. Yeah, I said it's it's almost like it's a bad plan. It's not going to work. And he gets there and he's like, surprise, unpack everything. And they're like, what? He's like, here's a check. And she's like, this is your money. He's like, no, it's your money. It's our money. I'm investing in your cattle ranch. So you don't have to worry about paying back. I want to see this place work. And she's like, I can't take this. The cattle ranch doesn't work. It's hemorrhaging money, essentially. Like, you can't make it work. I appreciate it. But the sale is still, the auction is still happening. And Um, so it's basically, to recap, guys, a dumb plan. It's almost like he did all that for nothing. That doesn't work. No. And so then, like, it cuts to the day of the auction. Um, they, there had been people who came through earlier in the movie and, like, priced everything or whatever. They're auctioning all their stuff and then they're selling the land, basically. And so they're doing the auction whatever and uh michael's helping tommy move this case of all of his school stuff and he's like yeah my mom always saves this oh i guess he does go to school when i think about it and so they open it and there's an assignment in there he's like oh you got an a that's good my last thing i got a d on it was like this real estate class i took where it was all about land trusts and stuff and then he just you see the light bulb go off his head and he's like I've got to go. Why wouldn't they and have I an was establishing like, scene about And I was trust? like... We don't even... Guys, the first scene, we just see him get the grade on this paper. Yeah. We don't even know what it's about. They don't even mention... Like, like bury it at least, so then we would have that light bulb moment and as well. And keep in mind, I'm still waiting for that cabinet that's 200 years old or whatever to, to save the day. To play a factor? To, play, to save the day. You're and waiting a long like, time, right, bucko. You go, you go do your land trust thing, buddy. Let's wait, for, let's wait for this cabinet to be auctioned. Like, at the very least, I hope the cabinet's going to end up being worth like $100 million because it's nope. so antique. And yep, like that would make sense. No. And so they, uh, he calls his parents and he's like, I need you to find that paper I wrote. And is like, turn to this page and read me what I wrote. Not even like, hey, can you Google this thing? Just, hey, read my D paper that I wrote on this topic. And so he calls his dad. Dad reads in the paper and like he rushes out and he tries to back the car out so he can go do something, but the car is all backed in because everyone's here for the, the auction. auction. And so what does he do? He hops on old Black and I Lightning. I said he's gonna have to ride that horse. He rides Black Lightning into town and everyone's like, "What the hell?" Is ties it to the parking thing he's and like, pays the meter. Yes, that's the best joke in my in the movie. Is he pulls up, he ties the parking, and he just puts a quarter in. Great gag. But everyone's like, "What the hell is Michael doing?" And so he goes to the bank. The mom went in the beginning of the movie and is like, "Mr. Hawthorne, who's a bank manager in a bolo tie?" Yeah, and apparently is the only. 
like it's not like a freaking chase. Like this is a home-owned Montana no, bank. No, and when they are talking about owing the bank money, he's like, "We owe Mister Hawthorne Preggy. Yeah. He's a one-man operation." Yeah, and he's like, "Look." Here's the deal. I am boiling down this down for you, audience, because it's a multi-part conversation that that takes forever. Every house that you foreclose, every ranch you foreclosed on is set on the off. It still is not sold. Like you're just sitting on this land and you're not making any money. My aunt's place qualifies for all the things of a land trust. What's a land trust? Don't worry about it, audience. I have it's no something idea. To do, you know how kids love real estate law? Yeah, it's something <laughs> to do with like where wild animals live. We'll find out in a second. But he's like, if you make their how their property a land trust, then you'll actually make some money. Money off of it, basically. How they say that like it's something to do with like I think it's like must be through like the does the government? Yeah, it must be like through the EPA or something because like they pay the family to stay on land and like tend it and keep the wild horses safe, something like that. So it's gotta be the way the bank would do that, but like the bank collects some of the money because they technically own the land. And, like, Hawthorne's like, mm, I'll consider it, which means it's happening. Because then he runs back, uh, he rides the horse back, and he steals the auctioneer's microphone right as they're putting the cabinet up for sale. And I was like, oh, what's going to happen with the cabinet? Nothing. It's just Nothing. the, mo- the, mom's, the like, mom's having an emotional The mom's moment. like, oh, I can't see my precious cabinet sold. And then leaves. And I was like, is that really freaking the end of that? And yep. And so then she, he's just like, hey, auction's over, bitches, go home. You, you, you never leave, leave this place. And the mom's like, freaking Michael, I know you want to help and you're trying to help, but we need this auction. It's got to happen. He's like, no, you do have a choice. And he like whips out the thing. It's like a 30 day extension from the bank. They're applying it to be a land trust. You can stay and tend the land because the wild horses are there. Tommy, your dad was right. The wild horses are lucky. You get to stay. And I was just like, this is really the thing that Land trust. This is the Also thing- called land conservancies are more rarely conservation land trusts have been in existence since 1891. However, they were not even well known until the 1980s. Oh. So 10 years before this movie was made, this is when this became a thing. Is it? Does it say that it's relatively what it sounds like he's describing it as? It's to preserve sensitive natural areas, farmland, ranch land, water sources, and cultural resources are notable landmarks. Sounds relatively yeah, right. Yeah, sounds right-ish. Sounds but like here's the thing. It. You wrote this kid's movie where this complicated, relatively unknown legal... And that was just thing. being used in the early 1980s. Yeah. And it was like, you know what? That's the key that's going to tie the whole thing together, baby. Why wouldn't they even have buried it in the first act? So, um, happy ending. Yay. They get to stay where they are. Ma- she's like, oh, thank you so much, Michael. And like, you're the amazing. The and Michael kiss. They don't. <laughs> but like, there's some more horse shots or whatever. And it just ends with Tommy going like, hey, Michael, you want to work on a treehouse? Because you're my dad now, basically. <laughs> and like... They finish the treehouse, and they're like, yeah, and that's the end of the movie. End of the movie. That's Horse Sense. Yeah, the Horse Sense, a movie about psychic horses. And land trusts. And land trusts. <laughs> I think we, the way we've been talking about this movie, you might think it's worse than it is. It's actually not that bad. It's fine. It's fine for what it is. But just, I mean, he's a really good actor. It's it's really, this movie would be like bottom of the barrel if it wasn't for for the Lawrence brothers, I will admit. Especially and they the put some actual legitimate money into it, you put can tell. Put money into there's it, a, put effort ranch, into it. There's a the, the, home. The rich there. sets are impressive. Yeah. I don't think this is a great movie, but it's fine and fun to watch. What would you rate it? I think I'm going to give it like a, a six. Five, was, I'm gonna, like, I'll say 5.5. I'm between like a 5 I and was going to give it a six. Yeah. Because I think like technically if you look at it on paper, it's like not great. But like watching it, you're like, yeah, that was a movie. I enjoyed, I, it. I enjoyed it. It's fine. I'm very interested to it see. It wasn't painful in any way. No, God. This was so much easier than watching Zombies 2. Oh, well, God, that was, was a delight. If that, this was like a palate cleanser. We don't have much of a tagline uh, for this month. Um, I'm very interested to see how this, how Jumping Ship is, which is the sequel to this film. Because this does not read to me as a 
movie that needs a sequel, and I don't know where they go, like, what what ships are going to play a role in this ostensibly... It's not a sequel. It is a sequel. To it's, this movie. It's a sequel to this film. Or just a Lawrence Brothers movie. No, it's a sequel. I don't think you're correct. I've, I'm Right now, I'm going to live research. Jumping Ship, also known as Horse Sense 2, is the 2001 sequel to the Disney Channel original movie Horse Sense. What? Yeah. And they bring Matthew in. We got Matthew. Oh, Matthew's in it? Yeah, we're going to... It up- stars the brothers. We're going to up the ante by adding another Lawrence. Yeah. A spoiler alert for whenever we cover this in the future, which will at least be a year or two from now. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, They go to Australia. Michael wants a job at the law firm that I guess the dad runs. I guess that's what the dad does. He's a lawyer. Um, They try to go on a luxury yacht, but it's a bad old boat. But when modern day pirates chase the boat, what? There's pirates? I love this already. Interesting. Okay. This will be... How... Was it called Horse Sense 2 in certain markets? Are there horses in the I, sea? I, <laughs> I they're going to swim across, like, Star Wars. Like, Rise of Skywalker, going to ride this. So, yeah. Um, I thought this was a fine movie. I think I'm more interested to see some of the other Lawrence Brothers productions than this one. But speaking of other movies we're going to watch, Emma, what movie are you watching next month? Yeah, I will say, I'll tell you up front, normally we do Modern Movie May, but we basically did Modern Movie March, so you can pick whatever you want. Okay, I was going to say, is there a theme that I'm supposed to be adhering Well, to? we normally do Modern Movie May, but we did Zombies 2 for March, so I'll count that as Modern Movie March. Got it. So pick whatever you want. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know, do it. You, you can do what you want. I mean, we did like, this is a pretty old one, so maybe, and we just, we did a New one and an old one in sequence. So if you want to pick something like the middle from like the mid two thousands, that'd be good. Two thousand ten. Okay. Um, Starstruck. Oh, I've heard that one's really good. I've actually. heard that's really good. I've never seen it. It stars Sterling Knight, from who is Sonic in everything. Yes, yes. And yes, oh, yes. and Hannah Montana, right? Yes. Yes. He was yes. the Jake. He's also randomly was also in Melissa and Joey, bringing oh, it full circle. Full circle, baby. Yeah, he was the like rock, not rock star. He was like an actor. He was the actor on the teen drama in no, the no, same no, studio was, that Sunny with the Chance film. Right, but he. Who was he on Hannah Montana? Was he? He was, also he was just an, a love interest at one point, but I don't. Maybe yeah, but he was he, a famous. He was, actor. he was also famous. Yeah, is the thing because there's like a part in Hannah Montana where she reveals that she's Miley to him because their relationship goes so far, and like he tries to be normal for her, but he can't. I don't remember. You know, the night's first role was Disney as an episode of Hannah Montana playing Lily's boyfriend Lucas. Oh, he plays Lily's boyfriend. The, uh, you're thinking of Jake, the the one that's like an ongoing love interest. Yes, Hannah I'm Montana. Thinking of, you're thinking of a different guy, but I'm he thinking, is in Hannah Montana. And then, um, and then Sunny with a Chance. He then he's the uh, yes, the Chad Dylan Cooper on Sunny with a Chance who plays the lead cast member of Mackenzie Falls. Yes, that teen yes. drama. Yes, Sunny with a Chance now on Disney Plus. Watch it while you're in quarantine. It's great. And he's in Seventeen again as the the son. Oh yeah, yeah. He's the yes, yes. And but who's the main girl that she that is with him in what? Starstruck. Oh, I have no idea. I've never seen this woman before in my life. Um, I thought it was Demi Lovato, but it's not. It's definitely not. No, it's Danielle Campbell. I don't know. She's that hot. <laughs> okay. I the originals. I guess she's in that. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So we'll do Starstruck next month. That'll she's be fun. Hinsdale? We haven't done that many. Uh, aside from zombies, have we done any other musicals this year? No. Is this a musical? I, I don't so. even know. I thought so. I don't I mean, even know. We'll I find thought, out together, I friends. We'll find out next month. Emma, where can people find you on the internet? I'm at Emma Stone Tyler on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me online at Wildfire underscore King on Twitter. You can find my Patreon at patreon.com slash Tyler. Thank you so much to everyone supporting me on there. But most importantly, you can find us on Twitter at Comedy Podcast. Give us a follow and become a loyal D-Comrade. But you should also give us a rate and review on the old iTunes or Google Play or whatever lets you rate and review us because we really, really appreciate it. Really, really helps us out. You guys have been super, super nice with it, and we love you. We especially love it when you tweet about the show and just let people know. It's really nice. Something like really makes makes my day. 
We hope you guys are hanging in there all right during these crazy times. But So we hope we can help you out a little bit with that. Um, oh, also, if you need uh, more things to listen to while you're quarantined, uh, check out AudioEntropy.com. There's a bunch of great shows on there that are cool. Um, hope everyone's staying safe and yeah. healthy in the quarantine. Everyone's um, doing all right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that'll do it for us this month. Guys, come back in May where we are going to be starstruck. But uh, until then... If you want to get through this quarantine, make sure you keep your horse senses sharp. Keep your senses about you, especially your horse one. Bye-bye. The sixth sense. D, that's the sixth sense is horses. Yeah. (laughs) Horses are the sixth sense. Mm -hmm. It's it's like when, oh my gosh, that's why it's called horse sense. Because he realizes, he he taps into that inherent sense of when you're driving and you see horses and you go, oh, horses. horses. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye. D-coms forever. Can I get a sparkling water, please? So, what about Aspen? Please tell me you're gonna come. There's no way that I can go to Aspen now. I, I just got here. But it'd be so much fun. We're going out as a company jet and staying at Kevin Hosmer's. I told you, if I don't do exactly what they say and obey the rules, there won't be any French Riviera. Oh, well, you better be a good boy then. I can't imagine Europe without you. I will. You have a good time, okay? Say hi to your dad for me. I will. Love you. Yeah, me too. All right, bye-bye.